What's up, everybody, and welcome to the NXS Cast, a show where we talk all things gaming in excess. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Dash, and it's episode 38. We're talking Embracer Group's acquisitions, summer games showcases, and you know it's going to be a good episode when we're talking that Bloodborne and Elden Ring. <laughs> Joining me, Sorry, as always, is the Jaguar King, Jeremy Rain. <laughs> Currently in talks to with the uh, with the Embracer Group to acquire the Jaguar Army. Um, yes, yes. So we'll they see. will buy it. They will literally, literally buy anything. So you guys, <laughs> they're going to make you guys NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> <All> yeah. <right. laughs> okay. And then our other co-host, the newly free agent, Kevin K. Fun. Hey, what's up, baby? You know, a whole lot, a whole lot. Yeah. So why uh, why did I call you a free agent? Oh Kevin, man, okay. This week's been a bit of a roller coaster, man. Uh, it has how you been. doing, man? Talk, talk I'm to doing, us. I am doing well. I'm trying to stay positive in this time. Uh, but for those that don't know, it is public knowledge. It's on my Twitter. But uh, I was laid off on Tuesday from my job. Um, and, uh, you know, me and, and some other people. So I'm not alone here. I'm not trying to say that. You know, uh, it was just me, poor me. You know, there's other people that are, are in this boat with me right now uh, and they're struggling as well or not struggling rather, but they're going through the flow of applying for tons of jobs. Um, but yeah, man, Tuesday, since Tuesday, I've applied for over 80 jobs. I've had uh, I actually wrote it down because I, I have an Excel spreadsheet of all the jobs I apply for when I applied for them, if I've had contact so that I can follow up afterwards. But um, I've applied for over 80 jobs. I've had wow, seven man. interviews. Uh, five recruiter calls, uh, 15 assessments so far that I've taken, um, and, uh, dozens of conversations with connections and, um, and other recruiters and stuff. And it's just been, it's been a wild, uh, three days. <laughs> so, and I've got, I've got three offers right now, but, uh, I'm holding out for, uh, for the best one. Which, that's uh, why you're the coveted free agent right now. So, do, I mean, are they all understanding like, hey, listen, I, I got like a million interviews and I got other offers. So can I get back to you in like a week? Or yes, two? I was trying to say that as politically as possible to them. But I feel so bad because I'm like, they're like, yeah, hey, we want to offer you X amount. And I'm like, great. That sounds awesome. Uh, and it's hard to say like, hey, if nothing else works out, I'll come back to you. you yeah. Know? Like well, you're you're the you're the bell of the ball right now, man. I, <laughs> I feel like this is like the most motivated since I've known you um, and we've worked together. Uh, this is the most motivated I've ever seen you in, in a three day span. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're crushing is, it, man. This is this is how I operate. I'm very meticulous and very um, methodical when it comes to uh, when I want something. So <laughs> obviously, I want a job. Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm going crazy. In fact, they haven't even approved my unemployment yet, and I might have a job by by Monday or Tuesday. So I know I was uh, uh, <laughs> I was I was listening in on uh, you and uh, K med. He's like, dude, you're doing it all wrong, man. You're supposed to like milk the <laughs> unemployment and all sorts of things. Well, you know, what's crazy. Okay. So I, I haven't been on unemployment since, I mean, gosh, like about 10 years ago. And uh, you know, hearing the stories of, of people during the pandemic on, on unemployment and they had a boost and then they had a bonus uh, and they're like, yeah, I'm making more money than I could if I worked. Uh, and then I just applied for it. And they said the maximum you can have weekly is $450. Uh, and so that, that, that's, that boost on top of that's just on, it's like no, no longer Kaioken. Like, no. Yes. Anymore. So it's, it's the bare minimum right now. And it's not even enough to cover uh, my mortgage. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's enough to cover my mortgage and then some pennies, 
Uh, so we still won't. Well, you know. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that. I'm like, that's the <laughs> that's a lazy, not not necessarily like. I mean, yeah, uh, I understand. For you, for you, the lazy thing if you have offers and you decide not to take them because you want to milk the unemployment thing. Yes, but um, thankfully you do have offers. Uh, yes, and um, so yeah, man, good luck with that. Thank you, um, thank you. It's been yeah, it's been a little bit of a rough week and and but encouraging week. To, yeah, to see you yeah. doing well there, man. Well, and the biggest thing too is I know it's completely unrelated to the show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna end it in a second here. The biggest thing for me is seeing uh, how marketable I am. I, I didn't know that, you know, before I started doing this, I didn't you're realize you're a sexy I was, I was bitch, marketable. bro. I'm, we've been telling you you're a sexy bitch. <laughs> I was worried. I was like, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna apply for a bunch of stuff. I'm not gonna hear anything back, and uh, and I've been having all kind. Most exciting one. Okay, that's not true. The most exciting one is coming on Monday. That I'm hoping he said they would have an offer by Monday or Tuesday um, after the interview, whether they want me or not. But uh, not the mo- one of the most exciting ones is uh, is one that works at the DOD, and so they're like, "You got to have government clearance. You'll be handling top secret and above data, and uh, it's like a six week process. They have to get you clearance. You got to get vetted and all that jazz. And then so you, you tell get in me." There, you, we can't do drugs at the Doctor Strange uh, premiere. Tomorrow. Exactly. He was like, "Do you do drugs?" And I was like, "Not anymore." No. <laughs> Damn it! All right, I'm I'm hearing that we have to go into this Doctor Strange movie like high or something, and uh, so let's just rule that out. This guy's trying to get a job I'm all, now. I'm all drugs. No, I take shrooms. Those are natural. <laughs> so that's just gonna be more for uh, me, me and Jeremy. Then mm-hmm. I'm kidding, Jeremy. You guys will be doing, not- popping those caps. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to be doing. I'm drinking like green tea or something like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and also cool. it's it doesn't help that we only bought one chair that we're all going to sit in together. You know, and so we're going to be really close. Yeah, yeah. We're we're like getting really in line with a the theme of multiverse, and we're just going to multiverse yeah. like and, and triple lapse. We're gonna, it. Yeah, we're going to be like you know like facing the opposite direction, someone in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh All right. I thought we I thought we had peaked when we were talking about we're going skiing with uh together, but, but let's let's we, uh, move on. Let's if you know, on. you know. Just if you know, you know. Uh like while we're while we're laughing, while we're having a good time, let's 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 start with a fun question here. And this is from Matt at Chocomat one twelve. No relation whatsoever to Chocobutt. Uh, that's another, that's another guy. Uh, he asks Mac and cheese. Do you eat it with a spoon or fork? I'm fork with ketchup. <laughs> fork with ketchup. He's a fork with ketchup kind of guy. He not, li- he's not literally a fork and ketchup person. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy's um, thinking, let's, 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 let's get Jeremy in, in on this. You know, if I ate Mac and cheese and that's purely just because I'm lactose intolerant, it would probably be with a fork because one, I feel like with mac and cheese, well, I guess it kind of depends. Hold on, bro. On I'm, I'm Googling cheese, right? vegan mac and cheese right now. Depends on the mac and cheese, right? <laughs> like if the mac and cheese has melted cheese on there, um, as opposed to kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like kind of pizza, right? And you want to test the, the string theory, um, a fork would be the best. <laughs> yeah. But also, why not both and not be like a spork? Whatever they call it. Spork. Uh, spork? Spork. 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 Yes. Yeah, spork. It's a spork. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, you're I breaking like my brain. A lot, though. I like spork a lot. I've never heard spork 
but uh, it's a great word. You know it what? It sounds very like Swedish. Well, you know, we, it's like we in the norm- cafeteria back when you were a kid, right? They didn't give you yeah. like a spoon and fork. They gave you the combo. We need to normalize uh, quality sporks. You know, yes. the, yeah, you yes, do usually get like whimsy like, ones. Yeah, yeah, get get a quality one and put some respect on the sports name. Uh, Spork is like I, that's the best of both worlds, right there. Why not both? Absolutely, I, and I do love a good spork, but uh, no, I'm definitely more of a uh, uh, a fork user when it comes to eating yeah. mac and cheese. Yeah. Uh, for me, it depends. It depends on how gooey it is, right? If it's a gooey mm, mac and cheese, and that's it's just like essentially saying. like gooey, gooey is what you're looking for, right? Uh, gooey and, was you know what? Like, I want the spoon to get maximum bites, but typically, I like a good uh, good fork for mac and cheese. Um, I feel like there that conversation's been going on Twitter for a little bit, and I feel like <laughs> we're not we're not talking about these like these these like you know handcrafted hipster yeah. trendy bar mac and cheese places that have like expensive truff, truffle oil and stuff on them. them. Sometimes though, I do bacon like that though. or yeah. lobster. I do. We we, yeah. we could talk yeah. about that, but I think what a yeah. lot of people have been talking about are craft. those craft mac and cheese, which <laughs> ooh Velveeta cheese cups. To, yeah, to me it doesn't really matter fork or spoon. I'll I'll, I'll eat it. Um. Well, ketchup, bro. What are you doing? Have you guys had mac and cheese with ketchup? I've never. No. If I I'm did, gonna try it now. If I did, it would be hot sauce. Mm. But you know, at the same time, if we're talking about craft, you know, the craft cheese, the ones that you kind of mm-hmm. like put in the microwave. I mean, I guess it depends like how much you really like cheese. Then I could see you kind of using a yeah. spoon because yeah. then you're just kind of it's like soup. It's like ravioli. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about the uh, so craft mac and cheese. It's like very fine. Like craft mac and cheese makes sense to eat with a spoon. Like they're all like clumped together. Here, I'm gonna yeah. show the screen yeah. here. They're all if, sort of like yeah. If you put ketchup, does that essentially almost make it like a pizza? Because you essentially have tomato sauce and cheese. Pizza mac. Pizza all right, so mac. we got we got spoon <laughs> we got spoon here. They're suggesting a spoon on the packaging. Now I know wow. different regions have okay. different uh, pictures. I saw one with the okay. fork. Uh, but listen, uh, ketchup. Sorry, I'm 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 hung up on the check ketchup part. It's like the only thing mac and cheese needs is is really just more cheese. Like that's yes. all it really yes. needs. It doesn't really need anything else. You don't need to enhance it with hot sauce, ketchup, ranch. Can you imagine that's the, mm. the bu- mm. uh, barbecue sauce, buffalo? Doesn't need all that stuff. now. I bet but some you know what? Put I, some flaming hot Cheetos in there, because I would do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I if would. you're constipated, that is a good solution to <laughs> you know flush out your system for like a good week. <laughs> Matt, thanks for the question. Um, I kind of want mac and cheese right now. And, I actually uh, have some. I just had some right before I got in here. So this did is, you really? Did you? So what did yes. you say? Did you say spoon or fork? I ate it with a fork. You're like, I ate yeah. it with my hands. I was actually going to make that joke initially that I don't use any utensil and I just, I like to feel it squeezing out between my fingers. Yeah. But it was too gross. I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, we've seen you eat before, right? We've gone out to eat before. I, I think you yes. normally just dump a bunch of food on your beard and you just like eat it off your beard as a plate oh, yeah. or something, right? Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. Guys, let's talk right. about some video games and let's start with what you've been playing. Who wants to start? Jeremy or Kevin? Kick us off. Jeremy, why don't you go ahead, my son? All right, fine. 
<laughs> um, admittedly, I've been a little bit lost ever since beating uh, Elden Ring, and I'm in that I'm I in that, that period where I'm just like trying things to see what so what much. sticks. So I've I've tried a plethora of games, uh, oh, yes. ranging from kind of backlog Game Pass games that just came out, Literally the physical copy. Right now. Um, I think the highlights is like you know I. Uh, long ago like well not really long ago so i before i start sword and fairy which is basically another mm-hmm. um chinese art action rpg game uh that you know i think released maybe like a couple months back and it you know looks phenomenal um and even uh, i mean it looks really good so before i got I play it so bad i know i i have that but but, but i told myself before i start that game and I've always been joking around because it, I went to John Yuan <laughs> Swords yes. and I'm sorry, I that's, am that's butchering that. That's, that. An, that's another game, right? Yeah, that is another game. I want to play that am, game too. I am butchering that. I know I, I butchered the pronunciation oh, of that. So I'm terribly sorry, but uh, that sword. I'm trying to get to that game because apparently it's yeah, about yeah. 15, 17 hours uh, oh, long, and then yeah, hopefully. Wait, Shuan Yuan or or Sword and Berry? Uh, Jean Yuan. Okay, well, it was on sale recently too. I was gonna pick it up, but I'm like, I'm just not gonna play this anytime. I mean, it's uh, the experience seems like it's very almost like a last gen kind of like uh action RPG. Um, it has a lot of kind of like the Xbox 360 PS3 kind of like gameplay in terms of uh level design. Um, you know, push a button to mm. to like climb up surfaces and also well when i say push a button you get the bo- uh, button prompts yes, yes um to actually go up uh and and, and climb and then um look at her sword it's like a tree with a blade around it i think that's the <laughs> i want to use it but like bones or something around it <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, Jeremy's, Jeremy's probably fairy. talking about a completely different game, right? He's talking about Schwan Yuan, and, and I'm playing because he says Sword is very, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 10 minutes to find the video, and then so, he like switches yes, up to the other game. I that know exactly alike. I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of led with a misdirection because before I get to that game, I want to get to the other two Chinese action RPGs mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. in my queue before I get that one. Bug Snacks, one yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, <totally>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. You know, it's it's decent. It's a it's an action RPG game. Mm-hmm. Um, combat doesn't seemingly doesn't have too much uh, depth to it. Uh, initially, I, at first, I thought it was more of a kind of like Souls like uh, game, um, but uh, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to get to like some good parts. I keep oh, there you go. Some arrows. meaty gameplay. Oh, oh there you yeah. go. they just killed a bunch of wolves with arrows. Well. See a bunch of naked wolves. That's actually kind of like <laughs> a good point, uh, Daniel. Because naked wolves? no, not naked wolves. Uh, oh, what? As you're kind of seeing, like yes, there's there's like these all right, all right. Scenes. We're seeing spoilers now. Oh, she swan threw his yuan. How, how the heck did there's, she do that? Uh, the game has a lot of cut quick scenes. time events. Yeah, it oh, has a lot. Man, it has yeah. a lot of cutscenes. So it's very kind of old it. school in that way. Yeah, where okay. you kind of like. Uh, travel distance cutscene. Uh, yeah. Do some fighting cutscene. Um, are they good though? Like, are they at least entertaining while you're watching them? 
the cutscenes are, are like for the most part they're they're okay. Um, okay. The only difference is like the the animation and the and you know the facial animations and things like that yeah. are very like stiff right. and, and yeah. robotic. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I did try um, Sifu, uh, which was it's pretty good and you know even though i'm starting off i'm, I'm kind of easing my way in there and just starting off at the lowest difficulty um i can kind of see where it gets a little bit complicated in terms of like uh the kind of like the almost the directional kind of dodge parry system that they have yeah um with the with the little bit of a hint of like sekiro with the uh kind of like a posture like meter mm. um and and it's a mix of that that you're trying to basically either like either whittle down the enemies like health bar or their posture meter so that you can kind of do like a finishing combo um seems pretty good so far like i'm enjoying it the, the, the people who have like mastered that or yeah. have been patient like are are loving it like it yeah. is just feeding their yeah. souls and uh last night I had like an hour after work and between that and my wife coming home. So I'm like, I have an hour to play yeah. something. And I'm like, <laughs> persona is probably not going to scratch that itch for an hour. <laughs> and I uh, started seeing scratch that itch for 70 hours. If you want, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> you, can, you can scratch this itch right here, Kevin. Uh, so I, 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 I threw on Sifu and it, like before it even loaded in, I was like, nope, fuck this. Cause I just remembered like it, it, it's going to, it was going to take me a lot more than an hour to get used to like the directional dodging and all that. I'm like, yeah, I, Sifu is like a game that you really have to, yeah, you have to be patient with it and you yeah. have to go you through do. its motions. You have to reach places at an older age, older than you'd want to and yeah. come back to them. But like, I, I, we, we have been talking internally between the three of us that mm -hmm. it's cool that there is that safety net now on yeah. the easier mode in case you do get frustrated, you can fall back to it. Yeah. It, it's still, you know, that, that, easy mode is still relatively kind of uh challenging um but i can only imagine kind of like the the challenge that you would get from like the normal mode and and the you know the, the hard mode um it it's just that you can yeah you i mean i think you can visibly tell like because I, I mean it even mentions there like enemies are a little bit less aggressive um in terms of like attacking you so i I'm guessing like some other things too, like maybe uh, the amount of damage that you do or things like that. <laughs> Granted, you know, I didn't really like read what the differences were. I was just like, <laughs> I'm going straight into like student. I'm I'm not yet there at the. I think they call it like disciple. I am a I am a student. <laughs> yeah. I was um, I was trying to I was trying to uh, find that that Elden Ring meme where it's yeah. like. That person's just like sitting there and getting beat up by Dark Souls, yeah. Bloodborne, and Sekiro, and then, and then there's him. a helping hand, and then yeah. yeah, hugs them, and then body slams them. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was Returnal with co-op. It's like yeah. here, you know, here's a little reprieve here, and then yeah. just body slams you because like the difficulty was yeah. more than twice as as hard with co-op. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I will say this: it does seem like you kind of. Um, <laughs> you kind of have to treat Sifu kind of almost like a fighting game where you kind of learn, well, I guess any like of these kind of souls. Yeah. Well, it's not even yeah. a souls like game, but learning like like enemy like fight um like patterns, like the way that yeah. the, you know what their attack patterns are. Um and then also kind of yeah, like, oh, looks like he's gonna punch me like like up high or kick me up high. I guess I have to dodge low. Um, mm. and, 
and act accordingly. So there's there is definitely like a lot of depth there if you if you want it. Yeah. And if you want to get punished. <laughs> By the way, you know, sometimes like I I sorry Which to completely change the subject. Uh I almost want to play like while we're talking about just random topics, like our Elden Ring gameplay from Twitch, but I don't know if we we have that video on demand. I feel like that would distract Kevin though, though. It would. It would. I was I literally thinking about Elden Ring this entire time. So <laughs> Kevin, K Fun. So I'm in the same boat, man. I'm in the same exact boat as Jeremy. I I beat Elden Ring and it changed my life forever. And um <laughs> and now I can't I can't be satisfied playing anything anymore. Uh I have gone through everything I own. Uh, uh, Bug Snacks, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I revisited Final Fantasy VII Remake. Started playing it's, Sekiro. You what? platinum Final Fantasy VII Remake before. I right? did, and I and went back still more. revisiting it's it. So yeah. good. Wait, did it's you? so good. Did, yeah, did, did you, you play Integrate, Integrate, though? I played Integrate. I beat it. I did not platinum that. Or not oh. platinum, but get it 100%. Okay. okay. Um, but I did play through it, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, man, I'm playing Tiny Tina, Martha's Dead, Sekiro, um absolutely everything that's the other side. one. Oh, i started playing the force unleashed uh on playstation now yeah uh just i've just been going around playing absolutely everything and nothing is 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 pulling my I, attention i was yeah. gonna say yeah you know we were supposed to kind of like co-op tiny so i have actually yeah. also yeah. been kind of playing that in in between kind of well i guess i talked about it in the previous episode yeah. i'm not um, very far <laughs> yeah not very far I, I just feel like you know Borderlands that 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 game that type of game is just not fun by yourself. Um, yes, it's like Destiny. You got to play. I will. People. Yeah, and I will say though, like granted though, like the dialogue and stuff like that isn't as kind of like edgy as like Borderlands, which really? Borderlands Three, which kind of turned me off uh, mm. to to Borderlands. So, th so that's a good thing then. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I definitely have been more into the dialogue and. Yeah. Even the loot seems to have calmed down a little bit yeah. um, because between Borderlands, you know, one prequels and three, uh, they, they just has had so much loot. You'd finally get used to a gun yeah. and then you would instantly get a new gun. And I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with the inventory management. So now it's to the point where um, I've that's, had the same two guns pretty much the yeah, entire playthrough so that, far. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Cause like I found myself like, actually like, yeah, I'm still pretty much using kind of like the same gun. I think yeah. the thing that kind of like changes more often is probably uh, armor and stuff and armor and the, uh, the spell, um, yes. the spell that you have. Yes. Um, I've gotten a lot of those. Yeah. But yeah, and, and even with the guns, I mean, I I, I really like these two specific guns uh, that I've been using pretty much my entire playthrough. And I just, I only trade when I get like a better version of that gun. Of that gun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's been like nice. waiting it's for been the good. purple, purple version. Yes. <laughs> yes. So guys, good, I want to get, I want to, I want to get there with Tiny Tina. I want to get there with yeah. any other game, but I feel like I'm like held hostage by Persona 5 Royal, which I'm <laughs> over 50 hours in. Yet yes. still feel wow. like I'm only scratching the surface. Like you I haven't have gotten all the characters. At least, at least, because I'm going yeah. like part of that 50 hours is like me going you right. know, to get a snack and all that stuff. But, like, <laughs> so I, hanging out in the bathhouse. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like in real life. Uh, yeah. I, don't go <laughs> I, mean, I hang I mean, out in the bathhouse. Have life. you been to an Asian bathhouse in real life, by the way? I have not, but I've actually been tempted because I grew up watching a lot of anime when I was a kid and uh, yeah. And uh, I might be speaking completely out of turn saying this, but I remember someone telling me that baths are very important in that culture, even to this day, like the bathroom is uh, like a, usually like a beautiful room. 
there's like a like when I was looking at um I was watching something anyway they were showing like apartments <laughs> and showing the bathroom is like this yeah. gorgeous room where they have their bath Japanese Japanese, the Japanese yes. Korean. okay Japanese, well yeah sorry. yeah uh which so we I, we I actually don't what I don't recommend uh by the way <laughs> like we went and had a spa day like me and my brother yeah. and like a couple of friends like <laughs> just guys, a bunch of dudes a, along with along with our like wives and or like girlfriends at the time and uh we get there and it's like you know you, you split off into the different genders yeah like okay cool take all your clothes off and put them in the locker and it's like I wasn't ready to like see my friend and my brother naked, you know? And it's like, and they're all, Hey, no robes. This helicopter, <laughs> dude, no robes, no nothing. And they, they give you like a little towel like this big. So there's just like a ton of dudes just walking around that big. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, but it was just like weird. So if you're, if you are that curious, Kevin, and you strike me as someone who yeah, is let's very, go to the bathhouse, but very curious, uh, don't go with your friends unless you, you want to see your friends naked. Uh, I got a really anyways, fun time plan for us tonight, guys. So we're gonna go over here, get some sushi, and then we're gonna go over to this bathhouse. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Spa day. Uh yeah. So unless that's you know, if that's what you want to do with your friends, go ahead. But like zero Whoa, out of ten, bro, not, not check a good out experience. Those balls. Okay, nice. So per, back to Persona 5. We are so distracted. <laughs> I gotta get us back in order on this episode, Kevin. You chaos. Uh your your PlayStation. Chaos. Your PlayStation username is God of Chaos, and it's very true. true. Very true. <laughs> is it a God of Chaos, or is he more of the God of Mischief? Ooh. Okay. Uh, both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Persona 5 Royal. Yeah, I don't... I'm having a great time with it. Uh, it I do feel like, I, you know, part of, like, going after my backlog, it makes me want to, like, watch more movies in my backlog yeah. and read books and stuff. But I feel like there's so much reading in Persona 5. I feel like that hits my, like, reading, like, a book quota for, for the yeah. month. Um, Wait, but, yeah. how, long, how long have you played? You said about 50 hours in? About 50 hours in, yeah. I don't even have all the back. characters. Yeah. I, I've knocked out a couple of palaces okay. already. Uh, it's okay. it's a great, great yeah. time. Yeah, It is an incredibly addictive uh, gameplay loop. Uh, the balance between managing like relationships and the daily life sim stuff, as well as uh, doing the RPG battle battling and that, that the stri strategic decision-making there, it's all beautiful stuff. Uh, yeah. It yeah. just, it just, it's just really drawn out. Well, I, yeah. And I, well, I think that. Yeah. Like I, I like, like from what I remember there, like, yeah, the, the soundtrack and this like, like presentation from like the menus, like, like even the, you know the the battle menus. I think I was like maybe sixty hours in into vanilla uh, Persona Five before I kind of Holy put God. it down for a little yeah. bit. How could you? Like when you're that invested, yeah. you might as well finish it. Yeah, I gotta finish I, it. I I think I'm about thirty hours in, and I yeah. haven't. I've never gone back. So Wes is playing it as well right now. Our friend Nate on Twitter <laughs> yeah. is playing it. Uh, I feel like a couple other people are playing. Shout out to I, Wes by the way. Uh, yeah, he's not on Twitter anymore, man. but. Yeah. Hope uh hope you're doing good, buddy. I know he's on vacation this week, so I hope you're having a good vacation. Um <laughs> guys. I'll see you soon, Wes. Yeah, you will see him soon. <laughs> that sounded like a threat, by the way. <laughs> I'll uh, see you <laughs> soon. <laughs> Can't wait to debate with you. <laughs> Meet me outside. <laughs> Bring your cue cards, bitch. <laughs> Let's get into some news. Embracer Group has acquired Crystal Dynamics 
Idis Mount Montreal Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix for $300 million. Woo! Which makes me think like, gosh, you acquired a band together. Like we could have gotten a few people on like Twitter together. Like we could have banded together yeah. and we could have gotten yeah. that Gex IP. Are you like, yeah. if you're, you're, are you, you're telling me that in that deal for $300 million, you got three studios across like six or seven, like global uh, locations, including China, yeah. uh, 1100 employees and uh, multiple IPs, legendary IPs like Tomb Raider, Legacy of Kane, Deus Ex and Thief among others. We don't know what the other one, others are. For $300 million? I feel like Tomb Raider yeah. alone is worth $300 million. Yeah, like, yeah. The wild. potential for that IP. like Legacy if, of Kane's definitely worth $300 million. That, that's itself. worth $300 billion, right? There's so much <laughs> potential there. Uh, oh so as part of that deal, some Western IPs will still remain with Square Enix, such as Life is Strange, Just Cause, and Outriders. So those are <laughs> oh, not Oh, we don't being... want those. <laughs> Life is Strange is actually uh, I'm just like, yeah, Life like is one, Strange has, one of the stronger really ones good. out of the yeah, yeah has been yeah. successful yeah. for them. Um, and yeah. I think they said Outriders too. They considered kind of like I still haven't played that game. What is it even about? I've um, never researched it. It's my own ignorance. Outriders, I believe it's about like the outback, right? In Australia, like the yeah, the restaurant, yeah. right? Like finding the perfect steak. <laughs> <laughs> it's a looter no. shooter. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know what's funny? Okay. You had a little bit of like we don't need to you, we don't need to get into it. I played a little bit of it. It, it, it. it was pretty good. It's on Game Pass. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. And it's what? like available for like five. Like you could buy. You could find the game for like five or ten bucks right I now. I will say this about Outriders. All right. In a in a time where everything is a games as a service or a live service, they at least released a product that was for the most part complete. Had a complete hmm. campaign to it. Um, so yeah. Nice. Okay. That's so Square, Square Enix states that this deal will allow them to expand their efforts into blockchain, AI, the cloud, and other technologies. Mm. Losers. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. So Jeff Grubb speculates that this deal allows like Square Enix to be like slimmer, a little bit more attractive, <laughs> and oh, and wow. lean and lean to investors. I didn't like. I didn't mean to go with that like imagery and like leaner to <laughs> investors uh, as they're going to be more profitable because uh, like Crystal Dynamics, uh, uh, Ibis yeah. Montreal, and that the mobile focus Square Enix Montreal were not very profitable. They were just like yeah, break yeah. even or, or just a little bit over. Uh, and then just this just wild. allows them to be like more attractive and open to yeah. an acquisition. Yeah. Uh, so and he cool. and he further like stirred the pot and and made it a little spicy by saying that the rumor of the big acquisition that we were talking about last month Ooh, regarding PlayStation girl. was regarding Square Enix. But wow, you know, just disclaimer, right? No Pretty concrete, salt. no concrete sources yeah. or information. This is Gosh. these are just a, a lot of insider like chatter that that they're Could hearing. Could you imagine? Final Fantasy was owned by PlayStation. I I believe they would. Would they make that exclusive? And that's speculation. We're not do that. I mean, it, I mean, it already is. is. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Is. I mean, <laughs> gotcha. So so we we could get into all that stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, well, let's get into it right now. Um, and I'll just let me just wrap up by saying that this deal is likely to close uh, sometime. I I believe I don't know if it was June or July or September. I actually watched the whole. Embracer group presentation mm. uh, where they had uh, the studio heads and, and they were just sort of talking it up, but like beyond sort of like some of that stuff that that's um, reported, not a whole lot of like 
additional insight was given because mm -hmm. the deal is not closed yet and uh, they want to be very careful what they say. Um, part of what they did say that is exciting is that they have mentioned that there is a lot of opportunity with these IPs, including and especially Legacy of Kane, to do something big with it. And, and their yes. eyes are on big AAA productions, which uh, they're looking, they mentioned that they're looking into the pipelines of all studios. Uh, the one that they can mention already is the Tomb Raider already announced by mm -hmm. Crystal Dynamics mm -hmm. that they're excited about that. But there are other things that they're excited about in the pipeline. That yeah. that so that, that's that's really really exciting news. Which leads me uh, to this uh, to a question, Kevin. You want to ask this question? Here? Yeah, the Mad Belmont asks: Does the Embracer deal mean that a new Legacy of Kane or Sleeping Dogs two can actually happen? I sure hope so. And honestly, dude, I am right there with you. I really hope so because Sleeping Dogs was amazing. And obviously, I love Legacy of Kane. Uh, and honest, at this point, to answer the follow up question, which is what sort of game? No, 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 no. Was... Don't answer that one yet. Okay. Don't answer that one. I sure hope well, so. Well, as well. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin, I am losing my mind. You could, you could answer that game. Yes. Since we're talking about, answer that question. Legacy yeah. of Kane. What sort of yeah. game would, what sort of game would a new Legacy of Kane be? Honestly, for me, so so not only am I excited for the possibility of Sleeping Dogs or Legacy of Kane, uh, but a modern day Legacy of Kane for me personally uh, would fall in line with kind of what all these companies are doing, but a remake of the original because I don't want a one for one remake. Um, Legacy of Kane was supposed to be a completely different game. Uh, it was an amazing game and it had an impact all on its own, but uh, Legacy of Kane dropped a lot of content. Um, Amy Hennig and her team could not get it finished fast enough. And so they dropped, uh, I think they said it was something like two thirds of the content that they were originally supposed to launch with. Uh, so that game could have been vastly different. And I would love to see that on a scale of games these days. So I'm, I'm showing this trailer of, is it Thymesia? Is that how you That's pronounce this name? Like. Thy Thymesia. 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 Uh, <laughs> like I'm thinking like with the theme, like you can do yeah. a souls like kind of, it doesn't have to be oh, full yeah. on. It could be sort of like Jedi fallen order esque, but like that versus a like guardians of galaxy, like, dang, like, I play that. Game. like I feel like a soul reaver or legacy of Kane. Yeah. It, just, it just fits like the whole dark fantasy genre of yes. the souls likes really, really well. So uh, YouTube uh, viewers, uh, that's what I'm showing right now is the Thymesia. Wow. Uh, trailer which I mean, looks outside, amazing by the way yeah outside it of the souls like game they could kind of like kind of use the uh god of war 2018 type uh yes gameplay too mm. um i think that would kind of work as well for legacy of kane yeah, yeah. I, I didn't i didn't uh so when i think of legacy of kane my mind automatically goes to soul reaver yes i know there are yeah. like actual legacy of game kane games as well my brain immediately goes to soul reaver and a lot of people's do because yeah that feels like that was that was the, the the popular sort of PlayStation yeah. game out of that yeah. series. Uh, and I just feel like that there's so much meat on that character's bone, on Raziel's bone, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. though he got like hollowed or whatever. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of meat on his bones, but yes. I get <laughs> but there's still, there, there's still meat on his bones. And I feel like, you know, like when that cinematic, that that opening cinematic of that game was like one of the it best of up. the time. And it still yeah, holds, it holds up, up, right? It still looks We're, good. <laughs> Where it's like there is like there is a a story and emotions and so Jeremy, what you're saying the whole yeah. God of War route like that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, love, what, 
Oh, go on. Sorry, Jamie. No, I was just going to say, like, I would love a Sleeping Dogs too. Oh, yes. What do you, what do you guys think? Game is like, so underrated. So it feels like a cult classic. I haven't played it, uh, yeah. but uh, a lot of people have been sort of bringing that up yeah. on, like in the online discussion uh, about this deal. Is, is there a commercial viability for that IP, or do you feel like it'll just get lost in the mix? Honestly, it, it might get lost in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, and we don't know for sure because that hasn't been officially confirmed as one of the IPs that that they got yeah. with the deal, but sort of assumed. Yeah. But I'm thinking like Deus Ex, right. Legacy of Kane, and Tomb yeah. Raider. There is so much more potential with those. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you could do like a sort of like in between a double A to triple A sort of like Hitman style budget like for a thief yeah. game, but I just I don't know if there's a huge appetite like for yeah. thief like there is for some of the other IPs. Get get some of the yeah. Ubisoft guys, they're the 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 talent that's leaving there <laughs> and and you know just kind of model thief after Assassin's Creed and let's go. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, cuz thief never really got my attention that I think I'm thinking about the PS3 version of thief. I just uh, didn't really sit with me. It was it's boring to me personally. Um so, yeah. I think Legacy of Kane has to happen. I mean, for for that reason alone, yes. for them to even mention the, these IPs, we already know Tomb Raider is is coming back. Like that gives me hope that uh, they're hopefully in better hands with with Embracer Group than than yeah. they were with Square Enix. Yeah. Seems like they weren't in good hands with Square Enix. Square Enix didn't yeah. really know what to do with them. They gave them the Marvel IPs. Guardians of the Galaxy was good. Avengers was Avengers. And we know that story and it feels like there, there are, there is a lot more opportunity in their existing IPs that they do own and uh, letting those teams go, go wild with those, which yeah. is wild to think about it. Like you had Avengers and guardians of the galaxy and it did not like meet kind of like the, the success that they yeah. wanted yeah. when everything like at when MCU is at an all time, like, high right now that just, yeah. just seems it seems crazy I'm to never me. coming down um <laughs> but you know i i thought the thing too that was interesting was that i i think somewhere i forget where it was mentioned maybe it was in that um uh in that video that you mentioned where they said that i think they expected uh, uh to kind of meet back like their investment relatively quick just based off of like their backlog uh the back catalog, catalog. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, you know, I could totally oh see God. them like releasing like ahead. a remastered edition of like Legacy of Kane or Soul yeah. Reaver. Yeah. Um, well, I, mean, they, I feel like time. that would be such a. Do you feel like that would be a good appetizer for like the main course of like, hey, let's do a remaster of this right now? Sort of like a Chrono Cross esque uh, Radical yeah, just Dreamers? To, just, to, just to bring it back. Uh, just yeah. to see what the, to see yeah. what the, like the general appetite for a, a soul reaver is yeah. and then yeah and just then, to reintroduce it yeah yeah that's not a bad idea I, I i i didn't read it so much as that i saw i read that as they feel like there's the roadmap ahead for avengers we had luke on the show last yeah. week and he was talking about that there's you know the team's hard at work there uh their deal with uh microsoft and the initiative still on so crystal dynamics is still helping out yeah. helping out with the perfect dark development uh as well as uh, ongoing deals like guardians of the galaxies on game pass i feel like those were the things that they were like uh potentially alluding to in terms of back catalog but mm -hmm. that feels that feels awfully optimistic if if uh because you got to look at what they have in the pipeline and they just 
released Avengers and Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. So they well, those studios don't really have anything new to drop in the next six months, yeah. you think? Well, I'd have no. to just imagine, you know, kind of like on like Steam or, or Epic Games or even on like GOG, like releasing like your back catalog there of like the digital versions of like the, the previous like Tomb Raider games, right? Like yeah. those would, you know, probably go to like Square Enix. Now they would kind of go to... Um, you know guys i thought i had soul reaver on my steam library and i do not that's uh... so it's not available on steam but you can buy it third party from like different key services okay. so that's what i did i went and bought the you know all three of them for i think it was like 10 bucks 15 bucks okay i, I need to some random key service i need to do that what launcher is it on it is in steam you can okay. you can okay. you can uh gotcha. you, can't, you just can't buy it from the steam store yeah now one okay. thing though i had to do a lot of tweaking in my settings uh and then ultimately i couldn't for a minute there launch them via steam because it like couldn't do compatibility settings but anyway now they launch fine it was just a weird mix-up <laughs> so 300 million i am like flabbergasted i'm shocked along with everyone else it just feels like it's <laughs> a lot of money as, as our friend david it's said a lot of thievery money. <laughs> like how do you like how do you get those huge ips yeah. that, those talented studios now granted they haven't had like a big hit uh in terms of like in terms of profitability in, in yeah. a few years but like according to the presentation the, the tomb raider reboot trilogy sold 38 million copies yeah so th wow. that's no slouch either between those yeah. three games yeah. like it's not bad i mean with square enix hoping for 60 million out of those three like yeah. were they yeah 20 million a piece or something like that so that's but, that's interesting but uh like what do you guys think that i mean they that that's an amazing deal right well and, i'm gonna live in regret my whole life because dash you and i could have just sold our homes and banded together and bought soul reaver <laughs> i feel like we like, could have <laughs> I feel like can you, can you imagine? What were we thinking? We like we I have nothing left but Soul Reaver. I oh. sold everything <laughs> for this. It's just yeah. a piece of paper that says you own Soul Reaver. <laughs> yeah. Essentially an NFT. <laughs> a Soul Reaver. No, I think that's an absolute steal yeah. with what they got. Like it's actually kind of surprising none of the other publishers like actually kind yeah. of were interested at that price. Yeah. Um well, so let's 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 unpack that a little bit. Uh, you got to think that Xbox might have been interested, and Xbox yeah. between them and PlayStation would have benefited probably more between yeah. the co-development of uh, Perfect Dark and right. having their own sort of like Lara, Lara Croft Tomb Raider yeah. to PlayStation's Uncharted. Uh, whereas PlayStation like would have benefited as well, but like they already have a big game in that space. Yeah. Uncharted, that's very successful. Uh, so the, the, the Tomb Raider IP wouldn't be as valuable, maybe some crossover opportunity. Um, obviously Tomb Raider could sit on, stand on its own and be very successful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but they, they already have those bases covered. So I just, I wonder, like, it feels like something that PlayStation would have jumped on. Um, Xbox feels like they've have they have their hands tied in the Activision Blizzard deal. Yeah. Mm. It's almost like you would have seen like um, Crystal Dynamics kind of go to Microsoft while like Eidos would have kind of been a good candidate for Sony just to cover yeah. the, kind of like the, the games Marvel. that, well, not, necess not necessarily kind of like from a Marvel standpoint, but I think when you look at the games that they've made in the past, like Deus Ex, like mm -hmm. that is a type of game that they yeah. don't have too much of. First person um, immersive sim, Western yeah. RPG type of game. 
Yeah, and that would have kind of covered a, a a blind spot that they kind of have outside of, you know, but I, I think the closest thing that they have are their open world games like Horizon. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think, too, you know, even with like Tomb Raider, just kind of like the cross media potential of that um, as a as a property, too, you would think would have seemed a little bit attractive yeah. um, to them. But granted, yeah, you are right. Crystal Dynamics is kind of tied up. For at least for a couple of years, it seems like, mm -hmm. um, with, with their live service Avengers and okay. yeah, Perfect Dark. So yeah. does PlayStation look at that and go like, "That's not quite as appealing to us. We're more interested <sighs> in the other side of Square Enix." Uh, and I mean, and I can see that. We just, we just found out that the FTC opened up an investigation to yeah. the act, yeah. uh, the the Bungie deal for PlayStation yeah. for Sony as well, just like the Activision Blizzard deals can receive some scrutiny as well. So, do yeah. they are there concerns That's where they have to be enough. very selective about their moves? Um, no, because from from what I understand, like the you know the what F, the FTC is doing is pretty standard um, as far as kind of like the the procedures for like acquisitions and things like that. Uh, but that's like speaking from someone who has no idea how mergers and acquisitions <laughs> like yeah. work. But apparently, yeah. it's standard. It's standard practice. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I guess if you couldn't have all of it, the you know the square side of it is probably a little bit more attractive, just because uh, I mean, Sony doesn't have any RPGs. Like, yeah of their own yeah. anymore they yeah. don't yeah. they don't make those type of games anymore and that would kind of cover that it's almost especially I mean, final fantasy 14 yeah i mean you'd liken it to like a like a bethesda like yeah the, the bethesda yeah. acquisition um and and yes they also have a very successful um uh game uh life service final yeah. fantasy 14 yeah so yeah so yeah, I guess while we're like sort of speculating there, what do you think? Do you think that uh, PlayStation now that's that Square Enix has sort of offloaded some of those studios, does that deal become a little bit more like viable for PlayStation? I mean, <laughs> maybe like I mean, if you look at like if you look at kind of like bullet points, right? Like the the studios that Embracer acquired is like three studios with over a thousand employees. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess in that way, it makes it a little bit more manageable uh, just because of like you, you have kind of like trimmed the, the, the workforce a little bit. Um, but still, though, 300 billion. Yeah. No, no, I'm no. sorry. I, I'm referring to the the remaining the remainder of Square Enix, the the, the, the eastern side of it. Yeah. The Final Fantasies, yeah. those, yeah. The, you know, the Japanese studios like does that now become more viable for PlayStation? Is that is that were you were you answering that, Jeremy? You mean as far well? Because because to me, like I feel like the Western side was like more like tangible in terms of like yeah these these studios sort of fit in line with what like an Xbox game offering. studios or yeah. PlayStation studios do versus the Japanese side of things where like they're doing mobile games and like Nintendo yeah. games and stuff like that. Um, speaking of the mobile games, that's that's an area that we know Sony is investing in and has yeah. an yeah. interest in. Uh, uh, Square Enix is has a little bit of a foothold there, and so that aspect of it would be uh, appealing to PlayStation, and especially again the Final Fantasy XIV online success there as well. Mm. Like they got to be looking at those two things and saying, "Wow, that on top of 
the Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasies and all the other IPs that come along with it. Like that's got to that's got to be pretty attractive as well. But there's just so much of I think of a cluster of of deals that they have with Nintendo and franchises that they have associated with Nintendo. I think that's the tricky thing about like Square Enix is that you know you, you, even if they didn't sell like Crystal Dynamics and Eidos and um, Square Enix Montreal to like Embracer Group. They kind of have like all these different types of studios that have are working on other like platforms. Like as you mentioned, yeah. you know, Square Enix Japan makes a lot of Nintendo Switch games. Um, Crystal Dynamics is heavily like, it, you know, they partner with Microsoft and Xbox a lot um, in, in recent history. Uh, yeah, I mean that that kind of that part makes it a little bit tricky. But I mean, you look at you look at Sony's acquisition of Bungie that kind of just like defied kind of like all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it, it's like, you know, even if they were to look at a, like a square Enix, like it might just be more of a defensive move Yeah, and, and you know, maybe perhaps give them that, uh, that Bungie deal just because, uh, outside of Nintendo switch, their Xbox support, uh, at least for their mainline games is really just limited to dragon quest and uh, kingdom hearts. Whereas final mm -hmm. fantasy has been pretty much locked down by, yeah. by Sony. Yeah. I mean, I think a deal like that makes sense where they go, okay, now that's definitively like final fantasy is going to be with PlayStation, but then additionally yeah. kingdom hearts is going to be like mm -hmm. with PlayStation yeah. and then see other aspects of it as like a revenue stream where it's like, Maybe an Outriders uh, continues yeah. being multi-platform or Life is right. Strange. Uh, the Nintendo uh, mm -hmm. Switch-based games are like multi-platform. Yeah, I mean, seeing Dragon it more Quest. as like a revenue stream sort of deal rather than a like portfolio growth uh, in terms of IPs or, or talent. Yeah, it's almost, it's kind of funny because then you can kind of almost look at it and, you, you know, I don't know, like, I, I still feel like the, the, the Western... Uh, studios that they sold off would have still been pretty attractive uh yeah i think so too and another thing that feels a little odd to me it feels like all of like playstation's acquisitions um all playstation's acquisitions like they've all been where you're like i could see them fitting in terms of quality or need into the PlayStation ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. And then Square Enix publishes a lot of trash, you know, balling <laughs> Dallin Wonderworld or Wonderworld. Oh or whatever, man, right? that like, game so bad. Yeah. Right. Dude. Like they they publish a lot of trash and there is a prestige associated with right. what being a PlayStation studio yeah. is. Yeah. So like it almost have to be treated sort of like a bungee deal where it's like that's not us. That's them doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Square Enix do being being Square Enix. And obviously, they probably <laughs> manage things a lot better than Square Enix does because Valen Wonderworld or whatever was in the news just like last week. Yeah, with, with the creator like suing them for kicking for him off project, his reputa reputation yeah. and kicking him off the project six months before release and etc. Um, we have we have another question regarding Embracer Group. Jeremy, do you want to take it? Sorry, there's 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 a car just like oh speed racing by, and I wanted to make sure that that didn't get caught. Um, but yes, Cat Zaddy, <laughs> Zaddy, uh, Cat Daddy says I feel like Embracer owns enough IPs they could make the craziest crossover fighting game ever, uh, especially could. now. Yeah, and oh. besides, they have like a thousand studios. I don't know if that's the exact yes, number. Insane, that's insane. They have a lot. A hyperbolic, but. Uh, 
<laughs> Wait, I mean, yeah. mutant. everything's tainted. I, I mean, when you, yeah. What, what do you think? Do you, do you think there's some potential there? There oh, is absolutely. some potential there um, because, you know, what the world needs more of are these Smash Brothers like games and less Battle Royale games. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. I think, yeah, when you look at the potential lineup, uh, Tomb Raider, uh, Darksiders, and you kind of mentioned here Legacy of Kane, of course, Deus Ex, Duke Nukem. Mm-hmm. Um, Poor Duke. Goat yeah. Simulator, bro. There's yeah, that's what I was thinking about right away. There's a lot. Hey, if there's people, a lot of Goat Simulator DLC. I know. Hey, if people so. can mock up like for uh, like Forza like cars to be in a <laughs> hypothetical Xbox uh, Smash Brothers like game, so funny, dude. I, yeah. I can't see why not. <laughs> I, I think they got a little bit of work to do in in bringing back some of these IPs before they yeah. think about a crossover game like yeah. that because yeah. a lot of these IPs are of things that just aren't as like beloved as some of the, like the bigger IPs like Nintendo's or WB's or Nickelodeon's or uh, like, so like Duke Nukem, you know, yeah. Iconic, but sort of like old destroy all. Yeah. Yeah. Destroy all humans. Like there's some big ones in in Borderlands, Tomb Raider, uh, legacy of Kane. That's, that's but what then, I was gonna yeah. say. It's like it seems like, like half the roster is gonna be based off of Borderlands characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it it's it it could be done, and I feel like the the draw to it wouldn't be so much like, oh my god, I can't wait to play like Tomb Raider versus uh <laughs> freaking some guy from Metro or Claptrap. Yeah. A random yeah, like, guy with a with a gas mask on. <laughs> like uh, yeah, you like, know yeah. he would be a character there, though. You know he would yeah. be a character. It, there. It'd be less about the characters and more about how good the game is. And yes, it, it, you need you really need both. Uh, we've seen like Nickelodeon All Stars sort of like uh, sort of fumble. Still have that. Yeah. Fumble. Yeah, I I keep seeing it on sale. Like I saw it for like twenty bucks. I th- I'm like, nope, still not gonna buy this. I don't think I've ever booted it. I have it. Um. I feel yeah, the same so way about I, Bio Mutant. Every time I see Biomutant on sale, I'm like, don't resist. Don't do it. <laughs> Same don't way, do no, Don't do it. I will, yeah. You, you should get paid to play that game. It's, <laughs> it's that kind of game. Uh, Damn, son. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Biomutant. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm sorry, Biomutant. Biomutant would be one of the characters, like the, the little foxy dudes. Uh, guys, any other thoughts on this Embracer deal? They're just going to own the world. Yeah. Um, you know, when we, when we see movies like... Uh, what was it um blade runner and anything anything that's like cyberpunk where it's like the corporations rule the world yes it's it's not gonna be like exxon or anything like that it's gonna be freaking embracer and tencent (laughs) they're just gonna own everything can can i just say one thing that i don't love about embracer group is that it just feels super corporate like you land on their website and it's like less so about the games but it's like the first navigation item is investors Government governance, and I get that this is a corporate side, and, and all, yeah, all these studios yeah. have their own sites or whatever. But it's just like it's hard to get excited about like <laughs> them as as you do at like some of the more traditional publishers, like the yeah. Ubisofts and yeah. EAs and Activisions. Yeah, you almost I feel actually, like they uh, would have like a well, I guess in some extent, like THQ Nordic is kind of that with as kind of like their kind of like known publisher wing. Um, because I, I don't know, yeah. You, you think of Embracer, and it's just like, oh, they own everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually Not went and applied for uh, some web jobs at Embracer Group. Yeah, because they've got remote, but uh, <laughs> some of their offices are in like Sweden. Because each 
they 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 claim you know on their careers page they're like yeah every single person we own like doesn't necessarily <laughs> operate under our umbrella they have their own internal operations I, I so like you can go that. apply to like their individual things i like oh, how you say cool. every person we own instead of every, every person we employ <laughs> i think you mean studio right every every, every studio. studio sorry every yeah. studio but what was funny is i was looking at uh I, it's, like i said i've been using this as an opportunity to kind of branch out and i was looking at um companies like rockstar and uh uh high moon which is right over here in carlsbad uh and a couple other studios that are right near me that are looking for web guys that that will handle like their different ip websites as they kind Sweet. of work on them and i'm like oh man this is awesome so i was playing like playstation and microsoft and different WB studios apparently here. has a studio here as well too oh i didn't know that think so do you guys remember how crazy it was that most video game websites were built off of flash like yes, yes. Was flash. Oh my gosh. I remember the good old days. You guys remember the website to advance.com? No. Oh my god, that website was like the best. <laughs> the the number two advanced.com. That was the coolest website. I'm gonna go to it right now and see if that I will really say funny. what about the space jam website? Yeah, I will say back when I did web design and I didn't know Flash was gonna die, like I feel like I made a pretty decent Persona 3 and a Heavy Rain like <laughs> flash awesome. site. In my, oh, opinion. Man. in my opinion. I don't have them anymore, obviously, because yes. I don't know where I'm they so are. glad Flash died. Hey, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Flash, show. let's run flash. away from this conversation flash at news. light speed. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Flash, let's just be completely be a complete menace to a whole state. Uh Flash actor Ezra Ezra Miller, apparently a douchebag. Uh, yeah, apparently he's crazy. So, all right, sorry, move on. <laughs> if Kevin calls someone crazy, you know this guy's crazy. <laughs> all right, so Summer Game Fest show has been announced for June 9th. It will be streaming live on Thursday, June 9th at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern mm. time, and 6 p.m. GMT. Jeff Keeley announced that he will be partnering with IMAX theaters to do a live screening. So you and your friends could go pack into an IMAX theater and watch the show live together. Oh, uh, gosh. With the announcement, he yeah. also included a hype trailer that includes Redfall and Starfield, amongst Ooh. other games previously shown at Jeff Keeley events, such as Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West and Tiny Tina. Uh, so, you know, one thing that I noted was that even though E3 has been sort of like dead for like three years, the spirit of <laughs> like summer games shows so uh, are, are, are still alive. You know, we have this yeah. show, we have the Tribeca game spotlight, which if you saw the one last year, don't sleep on this one. This it's going to be on, on June 10th at noon Pacific time. Some really, really cool and creative indie games, as well as the Xbox and Bethesda showcase that we covered last week. That's uh, airing on June 12th at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time. So we got we got three pretty solid shows already for mm. like the summer mm. games lineup. Um, there's I'm sure there's more to be announced. We don't know. Like Nintendo usually does a Nintendo Direct at this time. So it's starting to fill in a little bit. Uh, yeah. We know EA's not doing a show. Sony's sort of doing their thing. We don't know when they're going to do it. But like the spirit is alive. Uh, what's your guys' sort of excitement level for Summer Game Fest? pretty hyped obviously we're wipe more we're gonna watch this together right you know imax i'm just kidding. no uh kevin Page off of playstation sorry. yeah jeremy uh you and i got tickets again so i'm sorry kevin <laughs> <laughs> we're actually gonna be there with jeff keely live no i'm kidding yeah <laughs> i would believe it i mean it's amazing 
Uh, it's on a it's a Thursday, like in the middle of a work day. So probably <laughs> so not. We're gonna Kevin. stream it together. We're gonna stream it. We'll together. stream it together. Probably. Yeah, I don't yes. know if we'll stream it live on Twitch or yeah. anything like that. But yeah, are you yeah. pretty hyped? I'm pretty Kevin? hyped, man. They always yeah. got good stuff coming out of there. So yeah, yeah, I am. And if sure. I know that Jeremy's safe at home and there's no blood sacrifices to be made, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> that's that's what I was about to say. Is like he Daniel only wants me there because I'm apparently the expendable one. You're the key that I can be You're sacrificed. The key. You are the avatar needed to unleash <laughs> yeah. Kojima's next game. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, <laughs> no spoilers, but I was a little let down. Just saying, out of context. About you just what? made a reference about uh, avatar. Yes. Oh, did you is watch? A did you watch is the, a trailer the, the out? Potato cam. The what? Oh, okay, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I was not, sorry. Moon Knight. I watched uh, Moon Knight, and I was a little okay. bit let down, to be honest. Like the whole thing. That's all Let, I'm saying. Let's let's see if we can get to Moon Knight. Let's see if we can get to Moon Knight in in the outro of the show. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Jeremy, what's what's your hype level for this show, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if we weren't going to have a E3 season, I think this is the next best thing, um, especially when we considered like last summer, I feel like the Tribeca games like uh, like Spotlight was one of like the best shows that was actually, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. during that time period. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had a lot of like good indies, but some some kind of like out there like games. Um, yeah, they did. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that and then uh yeah i mean keely knows how to hype a show yeah, um, he does. <laughs> and you know he doesn't have to unveil uh you know elden ring so i'm kind of wondering what what has what is there that has been kind of like hibernating that he can kind of hype up and just reveal on his show what is that this? that leads us to our what question kevin read it off to us buddy from my baby boy david burdett Split end 89. He says, if you could have one dream announcement and one that's probably happening announcement at Summer Games Fest, what would it be? Man. Jimmy, so you were you were sort of you were sort of like alluding to that. You were like, yeah. you know, what's what's sort of like like what's sort yeah. of brewing right now yeah. that makes sense. So that would be sort of like that's probably happening. Mm -hmm. And yeah. dream announcement. I misread the question initially. I misread it as a dream announcement that's probably happening. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I have to think about that. Yes, I, I read it the exact same way. Um, but you know what? Off the off the top of my head, if you say uh, Elder Scrolls Six, I was joking. <laughs> you say it. You this will you will. You will be, I was kidding. I was gonna say it. Though it'll it'll be joke. the second time you are <laughs> laid off this week. Dang uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> if you say was, Elder Scrolls Six, you are forbidden with a straight you, face too. <laughs> Damn it! I'm sorry that I I'm sorry that I spoiled that moment. <laughs> what a moment! I was gonna say, been. man, one that's probably happening in Summer Games Fest is definitely Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> All right, so that that's probably your dream announcement, but but think about another one because literally no. you said that for the last three. Actually, like, my dream announcement would be, which obviously this isn't gonna happen. Um, it's a dream announcement, right? So it doesn't have to be something that's gonna happen. But my dream announcement would be that there is going to be some use of Legacy of Kane, but that's obviously not going to happen because they haven't acquired it yet. But uh, that would be, or honestly, just more footage of Kingdom Hearts 2. I would be happy with that as well. Kingdom Hearts 4? Four. 4. So what did I say, 2? Yeah. <laughs> me right now. going <laughs> to remake 2. <laughs> that's probably happening. Um, yeah, Jeremy, do you have any answers? This is a good question. Dream announcement. 
dream announcements oh. or Elder something that's probably happening. <laughs> Sorry, it's not. I will, Elder I, I will eject myself out of the, out of the podcast. <laughs> dream announcement: Fallout. Just kidding. <laughs> Fallout Five, Far Cry Seven. I can't uh, wait. Four games down their pipeline. You know, honestly, I'm gonna go with Jet Moto. I want, I want, oh, that's I, want good. Me, I want me some Jet Moto. <sighs> Even as close as like, what was the what was the uh, Nintendo like equivalent of uh, Jet Moto? It was like Wave Wave Riders? Wave Racers? Yeah, wave, yeah, yeah. Wave Racer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that would be a a dream announcement as far as like something that's probably going to happen. I mean, we know that they're making a Resident Evil Village DLC. You'd have to imagine that gets like revealed, and maybe it's Ooh. not a DLC anymore. Maybe it's a expansion. Yeah. Oh man. The the for the, the that's probably going to happen. That's kind of tough because you don't know what like yeah. big publishers are really participating. I will say that Xbox has been very generous with Jeff Keighley shows. From, that's true. From Perfect Dark to the Xbox Series X reveal. To what do they have at the Game Awards? They uh, Hellblade Two at the Game Awards. Um, mm-hmm. So you gotta wonder what are they going to share at the game? I'm sorry, at Summer Game Fest, as well as yeah. what are they going to say for their own show? So like you can imagine that the the majority of Starfield is going to be shared at yeah. their show. Uh, the, oh, like the gameplay so demo with Todd Howard like, yeah. walking through it and really hyping you up. But <laughs> could could he, could he have like a? Could we see a cinematic trailer? For Starfield, yeah. it was in the hype trailer. Could we see a cinematic trailer for Starfield at Summer Game Fest? I think so. I could, I could see a vowed. That's, mm, that's being that's good. a like Keeley event. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. So they've been very Just generous. They, they've been, they've given, they've given Jeff Keeley the good stuff. Whereas PlayStation, I feel, feel like it's like. Yeah, we'll give them Horizon Forbidden West trailer number twelve. You know, it's like the <laughs> you know what fifteenth time we've seen. Horizon. You will get forespoken. I'm changing my answer because one that is a dream announcement that could maybe happen because of his relationship with him, but um, Death Stranding too, because he's been Ooh. hinting. He, I mean, he's been hinting at something due. at the next project. He's due. Yeah, he is due. And you know, they've both been hinting. All the actors and stuff have been hinting that they're in talks again. So that, the, we did get Death Stranding director's cut last year. We did. So we did. Yeah. So it's essentially know, Death Stranding we, too. So we're good. I'm just we know kidding. we we know that uh, Kojima is involved with uh, with Jeff Keighley and yeah. and Tribeca Games as well. Oh. So like I feel like that's always a sort of like an active. What bone can I throw, mm. my boy Jeff mm-hmm. Keighley? So yeah. Kojima could definitely be be likely and a dream announcement good good call on that um I'll, I'll i guess i'll go into my dream announcements i i, I think one thing that will just break the internet would be bloodborne mm-hmm. 2 i'm dreaming here right? i'm dreaming here bloodborne 2 oh, so super good. mario rpg 2 oh uh, metal, metal no remakes too well i mean metal gear solid remake uh mm. if we're if we're talking Ooh. brand new new ip it doesn't make sense for yeah. uh, Santa Monica to show off Corey Barlog's game yet because mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. they got to market. Um, yeah, they got to market freaking God of War Ragnarok first, but like, yeah. Naughty Dog is overdue, man. Naughty Dog and Santa Monica, something yeah. from one of those yeah, studios either. would be amazing. Where PlayStation goes, hey, we don't have an event quite yet, but like, well, let's let's give them something for Summer Game Fest and what they're you could, a bit. Yeah, yeah, you could uh, you could tease Corey's game, right? Because like. I mean, 
it would probably be a ways off a bit, but yeah, I mean, he's not the game director for Ragnarok. for Ragnarok, and he yeah. is supposedly working on his own project. You maybe think maybe maybe they tease that a little bit. It's not unheard yeah. of because they teased The Last of Us when Uncharted Three, I believe, was still yeah. coming out. Uh, True. So they, I they, think that was a big surprise. We we're like, wait, we just got Uncharted Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I think. That could happen because there's they were that was when they were really trying the whole two team thing thing. Yeah. Uh that's sort of like I think he's gonna have something big. I don't know if he'll have something Elden Ring sized. And we said this about the game yeah. awards as well. Yeah. That he didn't have an Elden Ring sized announcement, but he had a lot of big ones. Al Alan Wake 2, he had Elblade yeah. 2, he had yeah. uh uh the Star Wars Eclipse, uh couple other big things that he had at the show so like, yeah. i see it being sort of on that caliber what about elden ring dlc Ooh, i know it's Pot early in the game potentially potentially no. i think it's a little early no that thing is still constantly charting at like in the top three like in yeah. every region so oh, thing is doing, doing really well uh so those are my dream announcements probably happening i, I really it's really hard to say probably happening uh since EA doesn't have a show, and I know we know that uh, Bioware is given thrown Keely a bone as well. A really cool announcement would be like a drag a Dragon Age. Oh yeah, announcement would be it, really cool. Which one is supposedly a little bit more further along, Dragon Age or Mass Effect? I feel like Dragon Age is. Yeah. Don't you think so? I, you know what? I, I I think I'll agree with you there. I feel like it's time for Dragon Age to get a like be re revealed. Yeah. yeah. I never, uh, I never finished Inquisition. Sadly, did you guys finish that? Yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition. No. Yeah, I never finished it. It was such a good game. I just, yeah. I don't know what happened. I guess other things came out. <laughs> it was a, it was does. a very sparse year because Dragon Age Inquisition won Game of the Year that year. That was sort of like oh, at the wow. new console generation shift. So yeah. like that versus yeah. like uh, the Lord of the Rings game. So yes, Shadow. Shadow of Mordor, that oh. uh, or is that right? Gotham Knights, we could probably expect Gotham Knights as well. Uh, That's right, yeah. Yes, please. I want to see more of that. Ooh, I know it got pushed back, but I would love to see Kill the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, True. I mean they've they've sh they've shared both. Uh, is is DC still doing the whole fandom this year as well? I feel like they probably. Maybe probably. Something something like I that. Right? I mean, all their movies got pushed back, and they have. Yeah. Yeah, a, a problem with both Flash and Aquaman 2's uh, Amber yep. Heard, so they, they got yep. to sorting some of that stuff out. <laughs> you heard, David? Did we that answer bad. that? Did, so did that? Did that suffice? You heard? <laughs> did he that said suffice? Yes, I just texted him right now. Is, is he happy <laughs> yeah. with that? All right. I mean, thanks. can I, I can I get one more dream announcement? Yes, it's not absolutely. Too get it in. Get it in. It, it, it's not too far fetched, but they're obviously not going to show it because it's not in the uh, marketing cycle. Uh, New right Paw Patrol game, yeah. Yeah, totally. The kid would love that. <laughs> I mean, I want, I want my, I want my uh, Final Fantasy VII remake part two. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You beautiful man. Could you? So, if PlayStation does a show, like you could almost guarantee Final Fantasy sixteen is going to be at that show. Oh yeah, <sighs> that's yeah. what I was going to say. That seems that's even more year, right? unlikely why they would show it. That's year. more likely. Do you do you think they would ever do a thing where they mm. show both games? Like here's no. Final Fantasy 16, here's It'd more be of an a game. overwhelming experience. 
it's just if you go if you kind of look at how like square like markets their games they're always like they focus on one game after another yeah. like the the larger titles it's like they don't do both but remember remember when namura came on to uh the e3 2015 playstation show and he's like here is final fantasy versus 13 which by the way is final fantasy 15 now oh by the way here's kingdom hearts 3 he did those back to back and we're like oh my gosh he's like that's like fine with they are they're like always fine with doing like this game and Kingdom Hearts, or wait, and this I feel like game Final Fantasy VII Remake. I feel like Remake was also in that same show. Like, oh my gosh, it was an insane show. Was. Like, I, I maybe, maybe not, maybe not. I still remember though when they announced it with that trailer where it was just showing their yeah. backs. Them walking. Oh my gosh, walking yeah, I'm trying to see which E3 that was. Remake, yeah, announcements. I remember sitting on the couch. In my in my first home ever. Just give me D's. Just give me D's. I don't know if we even had the baby yet. Wait a minute. That's crazy to think about how long ago that was. Guys, <laughs> I feel like they announced seven remake and fifteen and Kingdom Hearts three in the same show. I could be wrong, but like hold on. Let me see. Crazier, crazier things have happened. Kevin, are you looking for your like your baby's timeline or are you looking no. for a Final Fantasy timeline? Are you gonna fact check Final that? Fantasy. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake, original announcement. Because I remember, was that E3? I believe they were all E3, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if it was E3 or like the PlayStation. While while you do that, I do want to move on to the next topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Bloodborne. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So no, no real news, no real news on either of them, but we had a couple of questions that came up. So I thought, you know, why not? It's always a great opportunity to, to talk Bloodborne um bloodborne is always trending anyways on twitter and it's always on the mind so let's let's sort of start with a question which kevin you're fact checking right now so i don't know if you could read mm-hmm. this question i can re- read mm-hmm. for you if you like go ahead go okay. ahead my bloodborne brethren all right so mark greenwalt jr writes where's bloodborne remake or part two the mystery around it uh so Colin Moriarty, this is the second time he's hinted at this at, at his they did a sacred symbols like live show. And I believe he said, you have not seen the last of Yarnum or, or, or something so like that. Exciting. And, and previously he had said blue point will be visiting Yarnum. So this is the second time that he's hinted at, uh, at bloodborne two or a bloodborne remake. Uh, so you got to imagine something is, is in the works. Like we've talked about this so many times that Bloodborne is too valuable, valuable of an IP to just let it sit there. And the reason yeah. PlayStation hasn't, hasn't just done like a quick 60 frames per second patch is because there's, they know there's opportunity there to re-release oh, yeah. it, remake it, remaster it, something there, some director's cut. Yeah. Uh, the question is, is that when are they going to do that? What's the timeline for something like that? Um, are we are we close to it or are we years out? And what's the effort level of that going to be? Um, or do they just say that's what Bloodborne is, and now we're going to do a spiritual successor or a Bloodborne mm. two? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what I guess, Jeremy, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. How, how far away do you think we are from some more Bloodborne like official news? I mean, there was like a rumor. I think ages ago would take with like a grain of salt of like blue point having like two projects, one supposedly small 
and and something a little bit larger than that um i don't know you know what the effort of taking you know bloodborne and you know kind of just uh, applying like enhancements like 4k and and yeah. 60 frames per second like how long that or what that effort is um but it, you know I, I can't imagine like a better studio than them to kind of like handle oh, yeah. the duties especially after seeing their work God, with demon uh, souls. demon souls oh, yeah. which you know is one of the best looking like playstation 5 games uh still currently yeah to date <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um so to see that that would be like exciting and then also yeah it would give me another reason to step back into the world of uh yeah. yarnum and and finally go to uh the the old hunters dlc which i've been I mean, wanting to get back into that game just to go through that God, it's so good jeremy let's play it man let's play it i'll i'll replay it character. i need to do it too make a new character i've got a character at that moment like at the entry to the old hunters right now let's at the let's, of let's it. do it jeremy i mean you're you're <laughs> on, a new, on game new game plus, plus? I feel like, no i think so yeah kevin's on new game plus i know i'm on new but game he, plus, he yeah. could still play in, in our regular game it doesn't matter if you're on new game plus or not right I, I guess the decision is do we do we go with the old hunters in new game plus or do we start new characters and go from there <laughs> I have a save at the end of the game right now, so yeah, mm, mm. It, I have uh, yeah. I I would prefer to go with my existing character yeah. and yeah. not new game plus. So you know, regarding Bloodborne two, I'm pulling from an old like Miyazaki uh, interview where he, on on Games Radar uh, was reporting it here. I don't know who the interview was with. Let me see. He was speaking with GameSpot. Uh, he he says, "I'm not one to decide," and essentially, it's it's up to Sony what they want to do with that. But he did <laughs> he did mention that uh, Bloodborne is like it was his favorite. This was it back in 2019. Bloodborne. Uh, let me let me read his actual sort of. Miyazaki went on to reluctantly choose a favorite favorite from his gameography, <laughs> emphasizing the lasting impression he feels with Bloodborne. "Quote: If I were to say which one stayed in my heart, it's Bloodborne." It's it's what struck oh, yeah. uh, it's what most struck me. I believe I did it my way, the way I wanted. He said, uh, "End quote." That's so, awesome. So, like that, that's awesome. I mean, Bloodborne is the one that you know I have the most sentimental value. Yeah. It's the one that yeah. most struck with me. I have great feelings towards all of them, and we've talked about how valuable of an IP it is to obviously Miyazaki here, yeah. as well as PlayStation. Um, so, like my dream scenario would be. From software collaborating with Bluepoint, it's like From Software yeah. does a, a, a lot of the the, the lore, Planning. character design, the art like art direction and design, where Bluepoint handles a lot of the the technical execution of it. Like that yeah. is a dream dream collaboration, and like it makes sense for like all parties. It, it feels like for From Software to get a giant bag in in in, in doing something <laughs> from. I don't want, not like not as full effort, right? Like going through a full dev cycle would be a lot for them, but to, to yeah, do yeah. something that's sort of like a half dev cycle and for blue points to take that on as like a really big project for them. Like that is yeah. like my ideal situation for a, a bloodborne game. Like yeah. I, as of 2019 reports indicated that from software was not working on a bloodborne game, but like, you know, things could change as, Elden Ring has uh, completed yeah. development. 
Yeah. Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine a Bloodborne with the Demon Souls treatment? It would just be such a beautiful sight to behold. <laughs> it would be so yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably my favorite. Um, if I had to choose, Bloodborne is probably my favorite from software game. I just well, love the aesthetic. Yeah, let's talk about people's wrong opinions first, and then and let's then we'll, let's uh, let's get into that. Jer <laughs> Jer Jer Jeremy, you want to get to this question? <laughs> yes, AIDS asks, "Why is Bloodborne only the third best from software game?" AIDS, well, you are because, wrong. Yeah, because uh, because Breath of the Wild paved the way for open world games, <laughs> as well as with their dungeon uh, construction, uh, these closed linear experiences like Bloodborne. So, you know, obviously, it's got to come before Bloodborne. <laughs> so so i mean we we, we 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 yeah i know <laughs> we we <laughs> read it, clear <laughs> we read it from miyazaki himself that this this so this interview was done before elden ring was was re uh, released by the way uh and who knows how he would answer that question now but yeah he's yeah. bloodborne was the closest to his heart right that's out that's well after dark souls 3 had been released ains's yeah. big argument is that Dark Souls 3 is better than Bloodborne and Elden Ring is better than both of them. Which, you know oh, gosh, what, Ains? So difficult. You know, first of all, I, I, I am not one to get heated or argue or like, <laughs> you're, you're hold wrong. my beer. It's about to get thrown down. But fuck that shit, Ains. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Ains, you're wrong. Uh, like, that, that, wow. So, like, we don't even really need to debate with, is Bloodborne better than Dark Souls 3? I think most people will agree that Bloodborne is better than Dark Souls 3. So, Ains is, is in the minority there, and that's okay. Like, that's fine. I will even put this take in there. Dark Souls 3, while being an S-tier game from Farm Software, is not in the top three. Really? What What is in the top three, Jeremy? It's in my top three, but you tell Bloodborne, Sekiro, Elden Ring. <laughs> Oh wow! In that yeah. order, in that order. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Uh, okay, what? Well, I can't give an order to Sekiro and Bloodborne. They're they're very very close to me. I will say that they that Elden Ring is below them. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that's that's really interesting. So here's here's why Dark Souls Three isn't greater. Like, gr Dark Souls Three feels like a greatest hits of Dark Souls games. It mm -hmm. it took you know what a, a lot of Elements the things that everything elements from dark souls took yeah, elements yeah. from bloodborne and it made them really really great but in terms yeah. of like its importance its contribution to the the series it didn't move the needle like a bloodborne did it yeah. didn't move the needle anywhere near what like an elden ring did what yeah. the original dark souls did what the original what, what demon souls originally did it it yeah. just it just was a very very sound game which by the way i think it's it's a an incredible game. I've called it a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in my top three. My top three is Elden Ring, uh, Bloodborne. I'm not. I'm not really ranking them right now. Elden Ring, Bloodborne, and <laughs> Dark Souls. 3. I almost put myself yeah. in that trap right there because our next topic <laughs> is going to be, let's yeah. Let's put let's what? put the little let's put the little boy Dark Souls three aside and, and let's let the big boys Bloodborne and Elden <laughs> Ring do it. Out. Yeah. Let, let me say. Kevin, I gotta do, say, Bloodborne is my personal favorite, and then it's Demon Souls, and then it's Elden Ring because I loved Elden Ring like with all my heart. Yeah. But uh Demon Souls was the first game that ever challenged me the way that it did. I have never played yeah. a game as difficult at that time. Of course, now it's, Demon sorry, Souls did you, say, did you say Bloodborne Demon Souls Elden Ring? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. Explain yes. yourself, King. 
Uh, yeah. So Bloodborne obviously was just so fun. The aesthetic. I love the whole Victorian look and the werewolves and all the craziness and the aliens and the real HP Lovecraft inspired. Like <laughs> I used to be, I'm, I am very much into horror movies and books and things like that. And, uh, HP Lovecraft was just one of my absolute favorites when I was uh, younger. I mean, it still is, but, or he still is, but, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I haven't really read any of his books in a while. But anyway, Bloodborne, very much H.P. Lovecraft inspired. And uh, and that just really did it for me. The, all the lore was beautiful. Everything was just so gorgeous. I loved it. Uh, but Demon Souls was my intro to the whole world. You know, it was my first time ever playing something like that. That was that, was that difficult. And, um, and at that time, too, I did think that the graphics themselves were just stunning. I'd never seen, obviously I'm not saying the graphics were like, whoa, they're so stunning. They look yeah. so good, but like the mythos and, and the, the um, environments and things like that just wowed me, you know, it was yeah. just such an ex exciting experience. Um, but Elden Ring is freaking Elden Ring, dude. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just feel like Elden well, all right. I just feel like Bloodborne and Sekiro's like boss fights. Mm-hmm. Are the best that they have yeah, yeah. I well, suck at but i agree with yeah that. and and if we think about the game is kind of like yeah you you're you're kind of making progress and it is essentially kind of like a boss rush ish mm -hmm. yeah game yeah yeah like i hate how, i hate how like you finally defeat a boss and then you like you, yeah. you travel a little real quickly like, you're like oh <sighs> shit, another boss that i'm stuck yeah. on yeah. for like four weeks <laughs> And then there's that's where yeah. I'm at right now. And that's and that's what I'm saying. Like Sekiro and and Bloodborne Four have weeks. like the best boss fights. Yes. And that's why, you know, I rank them higher. Yeah. I, and you guys know how much I love Bloodborne and I haven't even completed Sekiro. By the you way, I what? love the way you say Sekiro. My nips get hard every single time. Sekiro. <laughs> Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro. <laughs> I know, Jerry. Jeez, I might, we might need to take a mid-podcast break here, buddy. But listen, I, I, I uh, Sekiro ranks a lot lower on on my list just because I struggle with it. But yeah. I can yeah. admit that that game just has like the best boss fights, like oh, yeah. Guardian Abe, Genichiro, uh, Lady Butterfly, uh, Owl, Fire, Owl, which I haven't even gotten into yet, and uh, Saint Sword Ishin, like. Yeah. I, I, I've seen them and they're just legendary. I haven't even gotten to them yet, but like the ones that I did get to the guardian, Abe, getting cheer, lady butterfly, some of the other ones, like just absolute legendary. And like secure. Yeah. yeah secure is amazing. Uh, I mean, dark souls three has some of those moments too. Sorry. I'm bringing, yeah. I'm, I'm bringing the little boy back into the conversation. <laughs> uh, dark, dark souls three, by the way, man, like the ring city DLC, which by the way, I'm not even, right. uh, fully completed with that yet i'm pretty close uh it's all they're all amazing that's that's the difficulty yeah. of these conversations is that right. like no one's really wrong like someone could like rank bloodborne like fifth but as long as it's because the other four games or they just love them that much it's like all love like they're all masterpieces like i haven't played dark souls here, 2 but I'll, I'll i'll put a hot take here all right okay, okay okay i've been fortunate enough to play these games complete with their with their dlc like uh, the Dark Souls games, I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Arguably, the best parts of the Dark Souls games are always the DLC. Oh, yeah. They're Artorias, good. Ashes yeah. of Ariandol, yeah. you know, the painted mm -hmm. uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Ariamis, is that it? Yeah. 
All right. Sister Painted. Freed, man. World of whatever. Boss. Yeah. Boss the pa- the Dude, painting I gotta say, areola, I thought. I, think it was. <laughs> I gotta say, though, mentioning Dark Souls 3, so so I did love Dark Souls 3. Like, don't get me wrong. That game, it was a love letter to the entire series. It, it yeah, brought yeah. elements from, and not just elements, it brought references from Demon Souls, Dark Souls, all the games. Um, but my absolute favorite part is... When you're sitting there wondering the whole time, like you're like, yeah, Dark Souls 3, like this clearly takes place in the same location as the other Dark Souls games, just like years apart. And then you happen across Anor Londo and you're just like. The callback, it was callback. Yeah, it sort of I, didn't it didn't quite hit the same notes as like the Metal Gear Solid 4 yeah. going yeah. back to Shadow Moses. It didn't quite, but yes. like it did kind of give you those chills a little bit. Like, yeah. oh yeah. my God. The I second mean, you roll up to that, the stairs and you're just like. <gasps> yes. I'll, I'll I'll say in in terms of like lore and like the character like the character stories like Dark wow. Souls is probably the best. Really yeah. better than Bloodborne. I feel like Bloodborne is so quotable with like Bloodwig, <sighs> yeah, Bloodwig yeah, and Lawrence and Eileen and like you know. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just like a, I'm a sucker for like Artorias. I like yes. I love oh, Artorias is amazing. Artorias yeah. and Sif, they're amazing. Yes. Yeah, those yes. stories are great. Uh, the and some and 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 uh prince lothric and yep. uh some of those things i was trying to remember the names except those dark souls two, three yeah except for the, those two fuckers uh <laughs> something in smell or whatever ornstein so, or Bern- yeah Bernstein, smell. those guys, Bernstein, those guys can Bern- fuck yeah. off into the sun <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i so so for me like going back it's like two years later right i haven't played if, if i haven't played bloodborne and elden ring let's let's bring it back to bloodborne and elden ring if i haven't played those games in two years which one would i most likely like have the itch to play and that's a really tough one for, for me to answer yeah. because i appreciate the the art style the game design the linear aspect of bloodborne yes. uh the boss fights the fact that you can beat Bloodborne essentially in a week, if you like binge it, yeah, like you can yeah. beat it within a week. Um, it just felt like a very, very tight, well, like well packaged curated game. But like yeah. in terms of like Elden Ring, remember when we were lost in it, Kevin, you and I, especially yeah. Jeremy, I know you had a little bit of a different journey when we were lost yeah. in it. And we're like, this game is giving so much. There is yes. so much to do in Elden Ring. There's so much to be rewarded. <laughs> the moment you like the Radon fight, can you, can you remember oh that Radon gosh. fight? Yeah. You saw that for the first time and like you're across the desert from him and you're, I was you're like, what is that? Like, now I'm dead. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh you know melania uh yeah. the 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 lore there is fantastic too it's so hard to choose them like for me someone said this like really early on with elden ring it's like bloodborne is cooler but elden ring is better and for me it's really 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 hard to choose like which one is better like yeah. i think overall what, what the one that's more important for gaming I think is admitted admittedly Elden Ring, Elden Ring, and, yeah. and what that's sort of done for like gaming in general. Yeah. But Bloodborne was also very important too, from software, and it was a was yeah. a was a huge building block to their future games as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you see kind of like the influence of Bloodborne in you know like their like all the games that came after it, like the you know when you look at kind of like the speed of mm-hmm. Of combat in Dark Souls 3. Like, oh, yeah. That it was almost inspired. was almost at the same pace 
as like Bloodborne. Yeah. yeah. Um, One thing I saw a lot of people say is after playing Bloodborne, I now play Dark Souls 3 without a shield. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people doing that. And I was doing the same thing. I was I was dodging and rolling and parrying more after playing Bloodborne than yeah. I had been previously. And then Elden Ring happened and I went right back into being bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like and I also feel like Bloodborne is a more inspired game, like a, yeah. a more original game, whereas Elden Ring, it, it does feel like a culmination and a continuation of, mm-hmm. of Souls in, an, in a bit bigger Dark Souls. They they sort of like it really feels like a true yeah, sequel to Dark, Dark Souls Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big it's... Dark Souls. I, I was referencing <laughs> the, memes, the memes, and that's like that's not a bad thing. Like that's that's not a bad thing at all. Like I love what it's done with the open world yeah. uh, game design aspect of it. Like you got you got people like uh, I was seeing a um, a designer. Wait, shut up! What if Elden Ring is a prequel? <laughs> Sorry, to Stop Blood Blood? Yeah. <laughs> Or just just in general, well, it's, like it's, it's just it's just really hard to pick. It's really hard to pick one or the other. We're we're blessed to have them both. Like I, if someone thinks that Elden Ring is better than Bloodborne, I'm I'm not gonna get okay. heated or argue with yeah. that. Like that's super yeah. valid, and I think it, yeah. in so many ways it is better than Bloodborne. I also think in a lot of other ways, Bloodborne is better. I can't yeah. really tell you as of right now, yeah, which one's better overall for me. I mean, oh. you know, I I will so, say, you know, what I did kind of like enjoy about. Elden Ring is kind of like the the build variety that you can yes, have, definitely. Um, and and the way that you can kind of like mix and match kind of like the the, the skills and everything like that. Yeah. What I yeah. did not like <laughs> was just the emphasis on hey, we're just gonna throw a bunch of shit at you, uh, <laughs> and and, yeah. and 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 like. I, I know that's kind of why, you know, you have spirit ashes, uh, yeah. you, you know, they're kind of designed to kind of like take the heat away from yes. you. But I mean, it's just like, really they made a real, a real importance yeah. and emphasis to needing to use some form of co-op. Yeah. Like, like freaking the, the hell tree. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've you're going to put two night archers with a freaking tree <laughs> avatar. <laughs> Yeah, you did. And, and 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 dudes with the ballista. Like Oh my gosh, it was the worst getting yeah. through that. Yeah. I also got to say that some of my more memorable boss fights with uh Elden Ring were the ones where I didn't use summon ashes or I couldn't use summon ashes. Yeah. And I yeah. will say for that in terms of balancing, it's it's the worst balanced balancing game in, in all the Souls games because you summon your spirit ash and you just sit back or take a few hits. Yeah. It really really diminished the value of boss fights like yeah. In the last like half dozen or so bosses or dozen bosses that I fought, <laughs> I cruised through them because yeah. I had stronger at that point. I I had gotten like stronger Holy weapons. Maxed. Yeah, you know they became very uh, very much available. The and, spirit ashes were 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 fully maxed out, and the yeah. boss fights were incredible. Were amazing yeah. in terms of the boss designs, but like it's it's all completely diminished, voided out by the fact that you could just take turns walloping them with your spirit yeah. ash. Yeah. And I will it's, say and it's in the game, and yes, I, I'm sorry, sorry, I know you. Oh, it's in the game, oh. and I know I had the choice to not use them, but like some of the boss fights were like designed for you to use them. As yeah. Jimmy, that's a point yes. that you made, Jimmy. Go yeah. for it. Absolutely. No, yeah, I was gonna say like some of the encounters there are kind of designed for you to use like spirit ashes, um, yeah. and, and of course, you know there are areas there like good for like co-op, um, like as well. 
but there are also some bosses where you shouldn't use co-op because it just makes things yeah it makes a lot it harder. harder yeah um, which arguably yeah which arguably would be like kind of like the last bosses you try to co-op the last bosses like i feel like you just made it a little bit harder for yourselves yeah. um but the thing too is what i'll say for like elden ring is uh, personally i think the game is too big like and 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 they ended up reusing a lot of like boss fights uh just yeah. changed the mechanics a little bit um from the from the catacombs to uh the, the stupid death birds <laughs> oh my gosh the death and birds, the birds. yeah yeah you Dude, know what know. and that's and that's a feeling that i've rarely gotten in a souls game where it's like is it over yet is it like i'm ready for this to end and i and i sort of yeah. like i didn't necessarily feel that with elden ring but by the 80 to 100 hour point i was kind yeah. of just like all right let's wrap this up now you know yeah. it's like it it and that's oh. that's one of the things where like that's the that's the, it's a double-edged sword the game yeah. offers so much gifts so much to you but then it, it is a little bloated where things feel a little bit yeah. less meaningful yeah yeah you know it's fun actually um i mean as far as glitches and stuff go uh sorry just random uh fun times with elden <laughs> ring i had a lot of very interesting experiences down in, like the dungeons and stuff yeah uh where like anytime i would fight um without fail every time i would fight Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It was like a rotting dragon thing. Oh, uh, the, every... the ulcered tree or yes, something like that? One. Yes, yeah. the ulcerated tree yeah. spirit or something like that. Every time without fail, I would fight him. Uh, once I got it down to about halfway, he would do this really crazy attack. Yeah. His AI would just break every single time. Yeah. And, uh, and it was really sad. I'd stop and be like, oh, this is it. What happened? I, I know I say a lot of shit about Elden Ring, and, and don't get me wrong, it's still in the S tier, all right? Oh, yeah. That was another oh, yeah. thing I didn't really like was some fights were just too big for its own good, I feel. Yeah. Like, it, because it just messes with the with the tracking of, like, especially, you know, in, in the Dark Souls games, like, you kind of had a good idea of, like, when to lock onto a boss and when not yeah. to. But yeah. I feel like, you know, they went, like, some of these boss fights in Elden Ring were so large that even if you didn't like lock on all you would see is like a wing and and maybe the foot of your character because of those damn yeah. dragons or yeah. the the tree spirits and and there are a few <laughs> larger like bosses there too well you know what's funny um sorry this is is still on the part about ai's breaking or movements breaking uh <laughs> i accidentally discovered a glitch with uh with the one of the last bosses uh the second the screen went from a black screen i ran and i hit the last boss and he was just stuck and he would just sit there and i was like what did it count, did it count as a win for you well no no <laughs> so i did restart it because i felt weird doing it um like, no yeah it I'm felt weird like taking beast. that win so but then i googled it and i was like what the heck happened radigan broke on me yeah that's okay that's okay anyway hey, <laughs> so like, that's the that's the fight that I was saying like it would be like in a God of War game. Yes, but I googled it and yeah, apparently if you if you run up to him before his hand reaches his waist, <laughs> his AI breaks. It just breaks. And him. yeah, and so so I ran up to him and slashed him right before his hand reached his waist and his AI broke. And I was yeah. like, interesting. What? Yeah. So so, anyways, uh. Yeah, this wasn't like a full on like debate of of yeah. comparing them, uh, but just just our experiences <laughs> with both, and always an opportunity to talk about Bloodborne and and Elden Ring. Mm. We will take it and Ains uh, as well. 
and Ains, that, that that beautiful man. And Breath uh, of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yes. They're all like 10 out of 10 games or, you know, nine out of of 10 at worst. Uh, So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're all good in my book. Let's move on. So Prince of Persia remake development has been shifted from Ubisoft Mumbai to Ubisoft Montreal. Oh, nice. Of the original Prince of Persia Sands of Time game. So uh, I am going to read from this Prince of Persia Twitter accounts post that says, Hello, Prince of Persia fans. The <laughs> development of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, will now be led by Ubisoft Montreal, the very birthplace of the epic Sands of Time trilogy. The decision is an important step, uh, and the team building upon the work achieved by Ubisoft Pune and Ubisoft Mumbai will now take the time will now take the time they need to regroup on the scope of the game to deliver you the best experience for this remake of an all-time classic when it's ready. We want to thank you for all your continuous support and patience through the development. Rest assured that we will update you on the progress with a future update. Uh, So really quick, we don't need to spend a ton of time on this one. We can sort of treat it like a, a news bite is like, what the heck happened? Did they, did they, I think they really thought originally that they could do this very low budget, very low yeah. scope game to give to their, one of their newer studios, um, a, a quick win where they're like, cool, do this remake. People will accept it. People will be fine with it because it's going to be better graphics than the original, you know, PS2 game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it'll be a quick win. They were supposed to, I think, release it originally, I believe early 2021 right so oh, we wow. knew it got delayed indefinitely and we haven't seen it since um and like to me this says this is a beloved franchise and it's one thing to remaster it right it's one thing to get like a chrono cross half-assed mm-hmm. remaster where we're like okay yeah we'll take more chrono cross remaster yeah but if you're going yeah. to remake it right with completely new character models completely new environments new gameplay design mechanics and so on, you can't package that up for a big franchise, a big beloved franchise in a quick cash grab package. Yeah. We don't want it like that. Like that's not what we want. And I think they learned the hard way that uh, they weren't. Maybe maybe it was too big of a, a a deal for them to for this new studio to take on, where they're like, you know what, this is way it's getting way out of scope now. Let's 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 put the big guns in, in charge of this one. So uh, that's my read on it. Uh, anyone else have any thoughts? No, no. They just can't catch a break. Like I know. Skull and Bones, and uh, it seems like a lot of their projects kind of end up in this kind of development hell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's stick with Ubisoft. And we we reported that there was a story last week where uh, there was interest from equity firms looking to buy out uh, Ubisoft. Uh, and there's a new report from Seeking Alpha said, that says the Guimont family, right? Yves mm-hmm. Guimont is the uh, CEO at Ubisoft, is looking to buy the company, right? Wow. And take it private. So I'm reading from uh, Joshua Feynman at Seeking Alpha. He writes, French video game publisher Ubisoft rose 10% on a report that the company's founding family is considering partnering with a private equity firm to acquire the company. The Guimont family, which owns 15.9% of the company shares and 22.3% of the net voting shares is likely to oppose a takeover from strategic buyers. According to a deal reporter item, the founding family wants to main maintain the reign at the video game maker (laughs) End of uh, quote, end of article there. So, 
that's to me is I think we were talking about how like that is like it wouldn't be a great idea if yeah. uh, one of those companies, one of those uh, you know, private equity firms, uh, one of those large ones gets Ubisoft because they'd milk it for what it's worth. So mm. I'd rather it be in the stewardship of where it's at right now than going into like a quick let's 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 milk out yeah. the next uh, you know Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, Far Cry, etc. Um, yeah. We had a question actually from last week that uh, we forgot to get to. My bad, Crystal. So Kevin, if you can read this question here, <laughs> yeah, Crystal C Smith Shine says. I've been suspicious for a couple of years now that Amazon may be a potential suitor for buying Ubi. Thoughts on that? What are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, so I, Luke uh, via Twitter had answered it. He, you know, our guest on the show last week, that guy, he answered that Crystal guy. there where with possibly, and, and I and land there, I would say probably not likely. It's possible, not likely. Um, we, we haven't seen Amazon make any of those big money acquisition moves yet even though they obviously still they have the capability to do so they haven't because it feels like they're sort of dipping their toes the way they want to in the gaming space um so it's it's possible uh i'm not sure if ubisoft would be that bet though uh jeremy what do you think yeah no i agree i mean they haven't had really much success uh since you know they've dipped their toes in the industry like (laughs) Uh, you know, New World and Lost Ark obviously are the the ones um, that they've released recently that has some like success. But if you look at some of their past projects, they've ultimately kind of have like failed. No, um, no. And you know, I think they 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 tried to do the same thing that Google tried doing, building their own studios, and yeah. and that ultimately failed as well. Um, I don't know. I, it, it just seems like. Amazon is probably just seeing, you know, which industries that they can be successful at. And it doesn't seem like the video game industry is going to be like one of those. Yeah. I mean, they just haven't hit the right recipe for success yet in that realm, you know, and I'm sure uh, one thing that everybody respects about Jeff Bezos is uh, he understands that he doesn't know everything. And so he's he's the kind of guy that says, hey, you you show me how that works and you prove me why that's a good idea. You know, and so I'm sure he's given people the opportunity to do that. And well, it hasn't really worked out. So I don't know, maybe he'll do the same thing and give somebody else the opportunity and they'll find that right recipe and Amazon will become a player. Yeah, I think the yeah. downside, though, is just that, yeah, like the leadership and current management is there to stay. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sucks for everyone there. Yeah. And we know we know sort of where, where their mindset is that they it feels like yeah. they're pretty desperate in desperate with their moves in nfts as well as live service they're 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 trend chasers and they're not the mm-hmm. they got a slew of really amazing ips uh that they've some of them they've driven to the ground and others they're just like not doing a whole lot with uh creatively so um we shall see um I, but i i still think that's a better scenario than um a, another party that is not in the game space uh mm-hmm. really taking that over uh all right Today, May 5th, uh, this episode is airing on May 6th, so still will be out, but Trek to Yomi <laughs> is out on PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox One, Series X and S, and it's on Game Pass. So uh, the reviews came out for it. It's sitting at a Metacritic score of 72, an open critic score of 73, which unfortunately is a little bit lower than I, than I was hoping for, but not necessarily bad. When you go look mm. at some of the, the review scores, 
I sort of wonder how it, it is actually sitting at a 72 or 73 because yeah. some of these outlets are just really, uh, really have scored it kind of lowly. So uh, yeah. IGN has given it a 7 out of 10. Metro Game Central, a 4 out of 10. Games Radar Plus, a 3 out of 5. Easy Allies, 7 out of 10. Game Informer, 6.8 out of 10. GameSpot, 5 out of 10. And our friends over at Season Gaming, 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So... 72, 73 uh, aren't bad scores, but sitting a little bit lower than than I expected. Um, I have the game. I, I triple dipped on the game, right? So I have it on Game Pass. <laughs> oh I, bought, I bought it. Di- I know. I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. Uh, I, bought it digitally. <laughs> wow. I bought it digitally on PS5. And then just today, Special <laughs> Reserve had this really beautiful uh, Reserve Edition uh, that I that I just pre-ordered as well. Uh so I'm, I'm a, yeah, I, I, I'm I, thinking I, about getting the unmarked or unnumbered copy of it on special reserve. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice little box. And it's like, you know what? The one thing that I, the, the reviews that I have seen that have, they have raved about is the incredible cinematic uh, art style that they, they really captured the, the sort of the black and white Kurosawa esque yeah. essence of those classic Japanese, uh, uh, samurai films i can so, see that i agree with the so, that i played yeah so i'm i'm looking forward for at least that uh it's it's a you know a four to five hour game i'm looking forward yeah. for that and if, if the gameplay doesn't necessarily hit it doesn't seem like it's that long of an investment and it's on game pass like yeah. if you're on the fence about it go go try it on game pass if you love it you could buy it um and i think the game itself is like what 20 bucks Hmm. Uh, outside yeah. of Game Pass, somewhere mm-hmm. around it there. It looks great. I, I can't wait to play it. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun one. Stone Cold Steve Austin thinks Breath of the Wild. It's a, such a weird headline, right? <laughs> it is. Thinks Breath of the Wild is a Zelda is the best Zelda game. So he was doing like a little promo with uh, Cody Rhodes, who apparently Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes is a huge uh, Zelda fan. I think mm. apparently he has a Zelda tattoo, uh, and and in and, and it, Stone Cold asks him. Uh, Best Zelda game. Cody Rhodes responds with Ocarina of Time, and uh, Stone Cold says, "Wrong. It's Breath of the Wild." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so that's funny. And, 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 like, I, I just wonder: is that how much is that is, is scripted? Does Stone Cold Steve Austin strike you as the kind of guy that has Sits played the Legend of Z- Zelda? Wild. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sitting down on the floor on his stomach with his feet up, you know, <laughs> or uh, crisscross applesauce, <laughs> playing the yeah, playing the Nintendo Switch. I don't like. <laughs> I don't know Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like I actually tried to Google him and um, video game references with him, but all I saw were just a bunch of WWE. Uh, I mean, games that he's in. You never know. In a world where Henry Cavill, Superman himself, mm-hmm. paints Warhammer like figure yeah. figurines, and you have Mister Badinson, Badinson uh, uh, oh, yeah. as uh, Batman. Okay. I got that. I got it. Are arguing. Between like the uh, all, well, first he knows all the nomenclatures so of good. like Aerith, Aerith's name, and then also, yes, uh, you know, debating yeah. between Aerith, Aerith and, and uh, Tifa and Tifa, yeah. which is Tifa, of course. You just of never, course. Know. you yeah. just never know, you yeah. never know. So that, that was kind of I funny. mean, is, is well, he right by the way? Is Breath of the Wild the best Zelda game, Kevin? Oh, no, no, I mean, it's a great, amazing game. No, I, I honestly, I would lean more towards uh. Uh, the other guy saying Ocarina of Time, but Majora's Mask is personally my favorite. Your favorite? Yeah. Jeremy, what's your favorite Zelda game overall? I'm ashamed. I can't really say because Breath of the Wild is the only one that I've beaten. 
Um, and that's dabbling in Skyward Sword, Link's Awakening, uh, and Twilight Princess. So, I mean, if if we're going... My, oh, look at my that. Ocarina of Time for a little bit, and then... Oh, sorry, that was Majora's Mask. And then I'll give you a... Actually... <laughs> So this is the yeah that, there you go. I was like, oh where's the God. where's the N64? Just it on hand. For audio listeners, Kevin is has his handy bunny bag. Which with, which one's on the switch? You're on mute. You're on mute, buddy. Oh yeah, I was I was rumbling through my bag, so I muted. Uh, yeah, I said the uh, the reason for that though is because uh, I just bought this uh, about a month ago this HDMI converter for my N64, and I was like, yeah. well, geez, I want to try it out, so I had it plugged in my office. <laughs> so. Nice. so which Got one's out my... on the expansion pass? Uh, both of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, so... both of them. Both of them. <laughs> and I got the expansion pass right here, so I can play it as well. No. There you go. <laughs> uh, Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game. Uh, I, I think Ooh. Ocarina of Time is a more... It's a it's a more Zelda. It's truer to the, what a Zelda game is than Breath of the Wild. I love Breath of the Wild. I think it's one of the best games of, of the generation. Um, I don't think it's fully representative of what uh, a Zelda game is. Um, so it was funny how how confident and and uh, that Stone Cold was in saying that he was wrong. A couple quick news bites, and and we want to get to some questions. Uh, we're running running a little long here, so thanks for sticking with us. New Mafia game is in development at Hangar 13, according to Kotaku sources, and NFT sales have declined 92% since their peak. Kevin, you're still on mute, by the way. Uh, and so is Jeremy. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Are you guys trolling me? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so Square Enix, you better sort of think twice about like your investments. Uh, you sold to Tomb Raider to invest in a failing... <sighs> Cash, cash, yeah. Uh, sorry, just, just gonna a little you sniff. Hor- you are games. horrifying our audio listeners. Yeah, the, <laughs> horrifying our audio listeners because all they can hear is you smell. Audio like listeners, audio listeners, <laughs> let me just Kevin fill is you in here. Kevin cocaine off of the desk. Let me just fill you in here. I'm, uh, I'm snorting the good old scent of the '90s from these, uh, these uh, Zelda cartridges, these N64. Majora's Mask and uh, and Ocarina of Time cartridges. Yeah, the 2000s, so, actually. Get the. Sorry, that's what I meant the, to say. The Cheeto <laughs> dust. Yeah. All right. Yeah, hey, let's, we got more questions. Let's get to some questions here. Jeremy, why don't you kick us off here with this question? And we got to go rapid fire with some of these. All right. Chris at and Jackie Daytona863 says, What's everyone's go to toppings on pizza? Oh, shoot. Ooh. I'm a weirdo, dude. Tell me. Yeah, totally. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, I like regular pizza, but there's this place right uh, near my favorite brewery called Urban. And they oh, yeah, have yeah. the option, they have the option to put mashed potatoes on your pizza. And I was like, oh, that's, that's an amazing thing. pizza. I know which one you're talking about. I was about. like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And then I tried it and I do uh I do uh white sauce, of course, because I'm classy, uh, and then uh mozzarella uh ricotta, oh yeah, uh mashed potatoes, bacon chicken yeah. green peppers and oh uh i think that's it God, my friends uh my friends you know get the same pizza but then they put um uh, chorizo oh that sounds awesome 
So I've I've gone oh, on that pizza no. from Urban. Urban's incredible, yeah. by the way. I've gone yes, on that pizza. Is. I don't do bacon, but so I've had it without bacon. I feel like I'm missing that's a right. little bit of, of that with the bacon. Wish they had like a turkey bacon substitute, but that's mm-hmm, an incredible mm-hmm. pizza. Um, I there's this uh, Philly cheesesteak pizza oh. at uh, this place called New York Pizzeria, not too far from me, that I really really like. And they like they uh, put you know along with the steak and onions and peppers and all that, they put actual cheese whiz on it too, and it's just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good sure it's so good general I'm, about you i'm super basic like any like pizzeria that i go to i end up usually getting like either their equivalent of a supreme deluxe which is supreme mm-hmm. with an extra with extra more or Ooh. or whatever the equivalent of a meat lovers is okay that's not basic <laughs> yeah. i mean that's delicious yeah I want it all. That's I'm Kirby basically when I'm pizza. Like, <laughs> yeah. Pizza. yeah. Chris, Chris, <laughs> thank you for your question. Next question. Edward at that retro code. I was reading theater at first and I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So Edward at that retro code uh, with Nintendo planning to have a strong summer and, and fall. Do you think Microsoft and Sony may have a better year in 2023 with game releases, or do you think they'll they'll they still won't have much to deliver while Nintendo consistently delivers first party games that'll sell like hotcakes? It's a good question. So far, it's looking a little barren, to be honest, isn't it? Well, you know, let's let's sort of let's look at the landscape really quick, and, and yeah. that's a, that's yeah. a great question. Thanks, Edward. Uh, Nintendo's had a really great 2022 and it's going to continue to have a really good 2022 Uh, Kirby and Pokemon and switch sports and triangle strategy advanced wars and advanced wars, which got delayed indefinitely Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three Splatoon three. They have strikers. I think hands down of the three, they have, they're having the best year overall. Yeah. yeah. PlayStation yeah. has had a really good 2022. Oh, and by the way, one thing that we, we don't know about Xbox and PlayStation, they haven't had the those showcases that showed their hands for this, the latter half of 2022. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to yeah. see what Xbox has for, for that at, during the E3 sort of time period next month. And then PlayStation will likely do a show sometime later this summer as well. Uh, Nintendo's had that, right? Like just a couple months ago, they had their big Q2, Q3 showcase. So that's why more of it's filled out. That said, they are having the better year overall. I will say that when you look at the rest of the year, the conversations still are around Xbox and PlayStation's games. They are around Starfield and God of War more so than from like a broad spectrum, more so than Xenoblade Chronicles and and Splatoon. Mm -hmm. So... From an overall breadth standpoint, yes, Nintendo has a is having a great 2022 uh, and will continue to. Uh, Xbox hasn't really shown us much at all for 2022. They got their work cut out for them. <laughs> yeah. the Game Pass yeah. has been delivering, but really, uh, Xbox has had Crossfire X, which is not which was not good at all. <laughs> they had uh, Gordon game- David Burdette, worst game ever. <laughs> Right, worse than Alan Wake, uh, and uh, we can all agree on that. <laughs> and Tunic, the exclusive deal with Tunic, right, which is a, an incredible game, but an, an indie game. They got they got some stuff they need they, they have to do to deliver. I I really think they do mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Redfall, yeah. Starfield, uh, maybe uh, Forza, and deliver maybe another surprise game. 
later this year. Um, otherwise, the story is going to continue where they're going to rely on Game Pass. And then PlayStation, who really knows? We know they, they ended off 2021 really weak. Is God of War going to release in 2022? Is a Naughty Dog going to have a presence with The Last of Us in 2022? Um, what other surprises does PlayStation have for the rest of the year? Um, but yeah, in just in sheer terms of quantity, uh, Nintendo has, is going to have them both beat. I, I guarantee it. Yeah, and I, I think you know what Nintendo does a good job of of releasing consistent like quality like titles for the most part. Um, I think you see that in like Kirby and then it's going to continue with, uh, Zeno. And, and then of course you have their smaller games like Mario strikers, Nintendo sports, um, advanced wars, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> uh, it's just, a, you know what? I'll just say it's a good time to be a gamer. Um, yeah, yeah. It really is. I, I think you get all your bases covered. Uh, yeah. you know, Sony tends to provide earlier in the year, whereas Microsoft provides later in the year. And Nintendo just sprinkles it sprinkles. throughout the year. <laughs> it's a great time to be a multi-platform yeah. gamer. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, next question. From Mountain Drew. What game that seems to click with a lot of people doesn't click with you? Any Mario game for me. I buy them <laughs> oh all. My man. I buy them all. I play it. And I just can't get to the end. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Hot take, yeah. hot take. Mario and Sonic are two of the most overrated game characters in the world. <laughs> but, but they, but they, super hot take. I'm sorry. In terms of like the games, well, the games that they granted, play, inter Sonic. interesting character wise, they are not yeah. interesting characters for me, but they are the most iconic characters. I get yeah. it. Yeah. You don't, you don't resonate with a fat little plumber who saves a princess from monsters. <laughs> someone someone had a really funny tweet that said, if someone, if someone kidnapped my wife, I will not be saying wah, wahoo as I jump. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine your wife is kidnapped and you're like, oh, oh, oh. you know, all the, all the, what is, what are, what are all the Mario is? Wahoo. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Mario games don't um, hit for me. That was a great, that was a great answer. Kevin, what's your answer? Yeah uh yeah for me uh alan wake man i mean <laughs> everyone i talk to loves that game i don't know why i think it's such trash i, <laughs> I don't know why I, i'm so opposed to it it's yeah me, clearly <laughs> for me it is uh fallout i've i've tried i think with fallout 3 and fallout 4 i didn't even give fallout 76 a try i want to no, love fallout but the setting is just so bland and barren and depressing <laughs> and gray and brown. I just like everything that I hate about gaming it encompasses. But like, I feel like, like you just almost described Demon Souls and Dark Souls. <laughs> I did. I did. You I did. What, but though, have you ever tried playing with mods? Like no. even on the PlayStation, um, there are mods to just literally bring foliage into the world like make it greener and things like that and it does yeah. definitely make it a little more appealing I, but still i'm yeah. a purist i want i want what yeah. the what the developer the envision intent. and after yeah, well, yeah. Well, after i beat the game i'll play around with adding pikachu or uh <laughs> thomas the train or whatever I'm like barney into the game i'm currently playing skyrim right now with uh dresses darth vader with a lightsaber so um but you you've that. been in the game multiple yes. times like so yes. you could do that i guess we know which side you're on <laughs> the dark side the dark side 
it's a uh, revenge of the fifth today by the way yes which, it is uh originates with uh a guy who went down to baja and uh ate a lot of food and got montezuma's revenge so <laughs> yes. peace be upon that peace be upon that guy may you recover uh live <laughs> live long and prosper all right <laughs> getting all my references Nayan kumar has multiple questions for us as always nine i i love that you always bring these interesting topics uh to the show man thank you keep it up we yes. love the questions we love the topic suggestions uh he asks opinions on the one hour that was released of arcane's canceled half-life game if you've seen it did you guys see that today no clip had oh. uh one one hour of footage of this arcane uh arcane's take on half-life a deal that they had with valve that got canceled i believe in 2007 jeremy did you see it not yet. I have it queued up. I, I just had to choose between the the finale of Moon Knight or or this, yes. and I and I chose Moon Knight. It's tough nice. Decision. God, I wish I wish we gotta have like an after show. You know what? We might do a bonus show tomorrow because the three of us are getting together, mm. and we could probably mm. talk Moon Knight then. Do we need to bring uh, our microphones. I'm just I I have uh, I do have a spare microphone, so I think uh, nice. we could probably do with with just two. One of us will uh, just have to share a mic. I, so Nyan, to, to your question, I did I did see a good chunk of it. Um, nothing I saw was really like compelling. It looked very much like uh, other games around that sort of time period in in the late two mm. thousands, the PS three three sixty era of games. Uh, it, yeah. it did feel very true to Arcane's type of uh, gameplay with uh, immersion and and interacting with things in the in the environment. Um, I'm the Half Life uh, IP is not something that is near and dear to my heart, um, mm. but uh, it ultimately got canceled because um, I yeah I just I think uh, I I thought I read somewhere that it got canceled because the setting just felt like it's sort of been like done multiple yeah. times before mm -hmm. uh, in games and uh just it just was didn't seem like it was really resonating and i believe valve was working on focusing on another project so that game mm -hmm. ended up being canceled but the seemingly raven holmes focus was a little bit more skewed towards like the horror end of the spectrum yeah which if you played like half-life 2 i mean yes. raven holmes was one raven of the things that i just kind of get out of like as soon yes. as possible I feel like they could bring that game back with all the learnings that they've learned from Half-Life Alex and make it yeah. a VR title. And I feel like oh, that'd be that cool. would be good. That would be yeah. really cool. But it, the other route, yeah, so that would be really cool. The other route is keep it with Arcane because I feel like that's right up Arcane's alley right there, those types of games, that immersive sim. And uh, I feel like, that, so that was, that was Arcane before Deathloop, that was Arcane Leon before Dishonored went mm -hmm. into. That's a lot of growth. That's a lot of growth oh, yeah. in that studio. And uh, I, uh, after playing Prey and Deathloop, starting uh, Dishonored, I feel like that would be the studio to to really do that that IP justice. I still yeah. haven't played uh, Half Life Alex. Uh, all right. Uh, so Nyan has another question here. PS is now hiring a director specifically specifically for inorganic growth <laughs> deviating from their norm so um that's funny re i'm reading this from the this ign article that that uh from the job description here that says sony is seeking someone with video game expertise and the candidate will not only help find and develop the initial op sorry the initial opportunities but also align them with sony's overall culture and work process to 
to drive significant long-term value for the company. Uh, I think more and more these roles are going to be uh, critical. Uh, Xbox had a, a position as well, very similar to this, that they were hiring for. Uh, a big strength of what PlayStation does is interdepartment collaboration between different studios and uh you can't it's just it's hard you you can't you have to have people specifically there to facilitate that identify new opportunities integrate them into the the playstation studios ecosystem uh so as as they have been growing very very aggressively departments and positions and leadership roles are going to be absolutely critical for both playstation and xbox as well as all these you know embracer groups all these other uh publishers companies that are uh, growing aggressively uh, i don't the whole organic growth narrative say goodbye to that we're i think we're well past that I think, <laughs> yeah i think a lot of, there's some of that that's still going to happen I, you you think like you think of like haven and deviation you, you can yeah. call those like organic because they started out with partnerships um, so those are more organic than something like a bungee, which mm -hmm. what the heck? I didn't expect PlayStation to do that. So um I mean, uh, I, Square Enix, like I don't think Square Enix yeah. is organic. Like they have yeah. relationships with them, but they're not they're not organic, just like Bethesda wasn't organic and yeah. Activision Blizzard yeah. wasn't organic, despite the marketing deals you had with them. Yeah. Well, and they they nurtured the relationships that they had existing, and then that felt organic. But yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to grow you you only have so many existing pre-existing relationships that you can nurture and, and have an organic you know acquisition from so yeah it's just part of growth yeah i i mean even if you kind of look at um kind of the that kind of description where it just says will not only help find and develop the initial opportunities i mean that almost just classifies all the things that they're currently doing yeah um yeah but their partnership with Haven, we know where that led to. I say it wouldn't be surprising if they start looking at deviation. Well, you saw like Deviation Games a studio, right? Like they have yeah. dual sets, yeah, core all over their office. Yeah, <laughs> it's not surprising that it wouldn't be surprising if they are like next to, to come in. Maybe that's yeah. why they don't need crystal they, dynamics. They've they've right. got to fix that title though. Can you imagine yeah. being the inorganic growth manager? <laughs> <laughs> Is that? I don't think that's the actual. Thing. I know. I'm just. <laughs> you know that kind of director of inorganic growth. How are that you? That kind of just reminds me of the old school like Kevin Butler commercials where yeah. he would just be like a director of like something. It's just like let's just bring that back. <laughs> so you know awesome. what? I think PlayStation could. PlayStation could use that those those, those yeah. fake positions those that some yeah. of that humor <laughs> that they had with Kevin Butler. Last yeah. one from Nyan. Nyan triple dipping here. Uh, appreciate it, buddy. Ooh. Xbox Studios rumored to be making a star wars mandalorian era game so we talked about this just briefly last episode um mm -hmm. and the studio tied to that is xenomax online um which i am not that excited about that's a studio behind elder scrolls online mm -hmm. i played about 40 to 50 hours of elder scrolls online before i realized the game was wasting my time uh and uh <laughs> this game is rumored to be an mmo uh and uh that's not that's not not like this not like that's not how i want it so i don't care for that genre yeah, of game, yeah. I don't care. For, I didn't care for Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, so, give me a Mandalorian game, but like, yes. give me one. Give me one developed by um, uh, Bethesda Softworks or uh, I don't know, or Arcane or yeah, Id. Yeah. Zenimax, 
step it up, man, because uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where Elder Scrolls Online landed, but at, at launch, yeah. the first couple of months, it was not that fun for me personally. Yeah, apparently it's yeah. gotten a lot better. Okay. But I mean, if the rumor is that it's going to be like an MMO, that's kind of like interesting because they still do have Knights of the Re Old Republic. Are they still uh, working on that as well? Uh, I think so. That it's a Bioware game, right? Like Bio mm. Bioware's yeah. like online team. I think it's still going. Um, that would be like interesting. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. If, is it called Knights of the Old Republic? Let me see what it's called. The Old Republic, I think. Right? Is it the Old Republic? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Star Wars MMO game that's still yeah. kind of that's yeah. still alive. <laughs> yeah, which I have always wanted to play, but never did. Apparently, it still has one of the most recent, like best, like examples of Bioware, like writing hmm. taken to their older titles. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I love I love the Mandalorian, uh, the t TV show. That's my extent. My that's my relationship with the Mandalorian. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I I hope that this game is is cool. If if it really is it, right now, it is just a rumor. There aren't a lot of really major sites reporting on it. I have to sort of scour the internet and find sites that I've never even heard of reporting on it. So mm -hmm. it is just a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. I do hope they do it justice, but I'm less excited if it's that sort of game model as Elder Scrolls Online because, yeah, that's not that's not my jam personally. I see it more akin to like a Fallout 76 ish mm -hmm. kind of game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, you want to take this last question here? Yes, Rob Swizzle says the most important blast from the past question. Did you think the dress was blue or white? Personally, at the time, I thought it was blue. Man, I thought it was blue as well. Yeah. Did you guys really think this was blue? This dress? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was blue. Yeah. Are you seeing it as white and gold right now? Yes. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. You see that as blue and black? Yeah, see it as blue and black. Yeah. What is wrong with you guys? That is as clear as day. As <laughs> like our brain, like, uh, I don't know what it's called. There's a part in our brain that helps. Uh... I'm so condescending this episode, by the way. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you put ketchup on your mac and cheese? Uh, Rob, I don't wow, know how you seeing, see it. You're seeing gold and white right now as we speak. So clearly. So clearly. Nothing else. Blue and black wouldn't even come up. Now, obviously, if you take it into photoshop and you color sample it you are going to get like some blues in there right but like our brain helps us like decipher the fact that that's 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 lighting that's like that's that's yeah. the lighting of where it is compared to how like overblown uh the the, the background is right there but yeah that's yeah. As, as, as clear as day to me gold that's and white so wild to me it's it's it looks like it is a natural blue and black dress to me to my eyes yeah. And I remember, I remember at the time when this was a thing, there would be moments where it would like flash, and I was like, oh, "It's white gold." <laughs> that's that's wild. It's it's funny. I always thought the people that saw it as blue and, and black, or a lot, some of them, or a lot of them, wore trolling. But uh, that's crazy. That's interesting. Rob, what about you, man? Comment comment in our comments. What do you see it as? We got to know. Uh, <laughs> and was that our last question? Looks like it. Yeah, I'm looking at everything on the internet now, and and I can't. <laughs> <put it> just... <laughs> Folks, that is our show. If you enjoyed what you liked, you're watching us on YouTube. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. If you're not subscribed, 
follow us on your audio platform of choice. We're on all of them. You could give us a rating on all of them if you've enjoyed the show. Those five stars are helping us out a lot. Looks like a couple people are contributing to them. And guess what? The numbers are going up. So more listeners, more happiness for us. Uh, and uh, it helps us keep keep us going um, big time. So thank you so much for just even listening and for being here. Thank you to every single person that uh, submitted questions and yeah. especially those that do on a weekly basis. You guys are MVPs. And uh, I feel like our show's gotten better with with the back and forth the engagement because we cover we cover fun topics like pizza toppings. I learned something new about Kevin. You make me want urban pizza again. We you know oh, and we, yes. we hear from you guys and and it's less of us just talking to you and you guys talking back with yeah. us as well. So really really appreciate that. That said, any closing thoughts or words, Kevin? Yeah, you want urban pizza? Come on down to my area. We'll get some some Mother Earth. Hang out for a little bit. Ooh. Eat some mashed potato pizza. That sounds amazing, <laughs> man. That really does. Snuggle. Where, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Kevin from NXS. Jeremy Rain. I still don't see how you see white and gold. It's so clear. Can, do, you want, do you want me to take it into Photoshop right now and like we could color sample it? I'm Ooh. looking at it right now where people brightened it. And yeah. you can see it. And, and now it's like, oh, it's clear as day. It's totally white and gold. But no. When it's when it's the original photo, I see blue and black. I mean, you could always like if you change the lighting. Yeah. Anyways, this seems like yeah, this was like uh, this was like the the question of like what what's there more of doors or wheels uh, (laughs) of of that day? (laughs) Yeah. Daniel's Daniel's like going in and just I'm, like editing it for me just so I can I, see. I'm it. photoshopping it, dude. <laughs> wow. Anyways, crazy. I'll continue to debate this and see uh Daniel's photoshops because I've seen a few photoshops back in my no, day. like I'm not I'm not like you know, I'm not going to I, I lost my windows now. Hold on, there you are. <laughs> you can find me at NXS, Jeremy. Oh. Oh, let me see if I can share this Photoshop really quick. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm determined team. now. <laughs> He's like, I need to show you the error of your ways. What if I told you we were all right? I mean, yeah. I, I think that was ultimately the... the... What, what is that color? What is that color? It's like a faded yeah. black. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin! It's I like you a... see that as black. Yeah. Look at I, look at the look well, at the color like, right here. Is is that why we're saying that it's gold though? It's gold, and then this is 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 blue, like a a, a gray blue. But that's because yeah. it's in the shadow. Yeah. Like yeah. For instance, if we like Jeremy, what color are your headphones right there? They're white. Yeah, but if I was to screenshot blue. that right now, it's and <laughs> if I was a screenshot that that it's not going to be like a straight like neutral white. There's like you know you got to think about the color warmth and stuff like that. So it'll probably be if you if your camera's running warm or your room the lighting is running cold. Mm. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be either like yellowish or bluish. It's looking like it's running a little warm though, so it's gonna be like yellow. Yeah. Uh, Folks, you can find us at NXS Cast. You can find me at Dash Revolver. And next week, we'll be talking about Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs>